Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You know what came in the mail today? What's that? A ad for Progressive. Hard ass flow. Hard ass flow. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. Welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 12. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we just watched Batman, Batman Mask, Mask of, of the, the Phantasm. Phantasm. Oh, that was good. That yeah. wasn't as big as uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. No, it wasn't quite that big. Uh, Todd, I'm going to let you introduce our special guest. We've got a very special guest tonight. We're kind of continuing this little mini run of guests on our podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, there comes a time in every geek father's life when you have the conversation (laughs) with your children about why you want them to make good choices, Mm -hmm. read Marvel comics, and stay away from the dark side. I believe this is leading the witness. And, well, I, you know, I am (laughs) happy that my son has... uh, found an appreciation for comic books and some some various geekery. Mm-hmm. Sadly, you know, we have to let our children make their own choices and figure them out later. He has gone to the dark side and is really a DC and Batman fan. But my oldest son, Christian, is joining us this evening. Hello, hello, that is me. That, that is, is you. That is you. <laughs> so, uh, very excited. Uh, we're, as we'll talk about, this era of Batman, it fills a special place in Christian's heart, right? yeah. growing up. Yep, so uh, watching this movie was pretty interesting, because I remember as a kid, you know, seeing these movies and everything, and uh, yeah, it was just very interesting to take me back like that. Yeah. Yeah. This one goes back. It doesn't go back as far as episodes one or two, <laughs> but it goes back pretty good. So. It does. Um, Christian, welcome. We're happy you're here today. Thank you. I'm happy happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. All right. So here's the interesting thing yes. about this movie. I personally wanted to watch this movie once we pulled it to be like, <laughs> okay, I'm saying how great it is and how awesome it is, and I'm worried that I've got nostalgia glasses on. Sure. Spoiler alert. I did not. It is that good. Yes. I would totally agree. So I would be- agree. Before we get to all that, Bob, could you do the honors, please? Let's go over the rules again. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Okay, so we've all watched the movie. Yep. We're going to review the movie. We're going to talk about what we liked about the movie, what we didn't. We've, I'm sure all three of us have some fun questions that will yep. start some fun debates. And then at the end, we're going to talk about a couple different questions that we've devised for the podcast, sure. which are, 
most valuable player, favorite character, best scene, one scene that we would cut, and actor having the most fun. And then we'll talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score for the movie. Which is a 82%. Pretty good. Not Pretty bad. Good. Yep. It's yeah. a, that's a B minus. B minus, yeah. yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. And uh, then we'll share our scores. Yes. How we scored it. Uh, but before we get to any of that, since we are... Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Bob? What are we drinking? Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. All right. So my favorite segment, our beer of the evening. So this evening we are drinking Collective Arts Brewing Company's Stranger Than Fiction Porter. Ooh. Collective Arts Brewing is a grassroots craft brewer based in Ontario that aims to fuse the creativity of craft beer with the inspired talents of emerging artists, musicians, and filmmakers. Matt Johnson and Bob Russell, they are the two guys who founded Collective Arts Brewing. They believe two things. The first is that creativity fosters creativity, and the second is that creativity yields delicious pints. So with that, Ooh. Casey, you and I are going to try this beer. All right. So, uh, Casey. Oh, yes. Let's let, clink. Let's clink. I picked up your swallow. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well that that's, was, that's a tasty beer. It added very so, t- to some authenticity there. I like that. So, you know, I did not notice this. So yeah. our beer this evening is brought to us from our good friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop, Carissa and Joel, accompanied by their faithful dog, Barley, curate an amazing beer experience. Uh, they're in Township 5 in Camillus here in the greater Syracuse area. If you have not checked them out, you must make a visit over there because the experience there is wonderful. Uh, again, today when I visited, played the usual game of let's match a beer with our movie, had a great time. This one is, first of all, a delicious porter. It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. But I didn't even notice. So the cans have a, like a dark motif. The different cans all have different artwork on them. Clearly this collective arts, this idea of marrying art with beer, with music, with filmmaking, it's a great idea. So absolutely. kudos to the, the, the folks at Collective Arts. We this should, is really cool. We should say who's on our, if you look on the side, Todd, you can see who does the beer can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so mine is like a, uh, it's Queen Elizabeth in her heyday. Uh, with some really fun neck tats, and it is uh, <laughs> nice. Luca Pallone of Rome, Italy. Awesome. Who do you got? So this is uh, like a pencil style. It almost reminds me of like a American Splendor. Um, Absolutely, that I style of art. And I'll get it under the light here without spilling it over the board. That's very important. Uh, <laughs> uh, the artist is. Michael Heffer from Fernie, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah. You know, so as we've been doing, you know, I was prepping the our website for episode 10, RIPD, pulling some stuff we talk about in the episode. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun. I think, you know, Lincoln, in addition to just four, the brewery. All four have different pictures, so they, we'll definitely have to line them we'll up. We'll have to and line them up and we'll, we'll find all the stuff. So yeah. kudos to the guys at Collective Arts. I'm really impressed. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but again, thanks to uh, Chris and Joel and Barley at Branching Out Bottle Shop. If you haven't stopped over there, you are missing out on an amazing experience. And today, as I usually do, had multiple options for the beer we're going to drink. It is Mask of the Phantasm, and a phantasm is a figment of the imagination or an illusion uh, or an apparition. So the stranger than fiction seemed like a good pairing. That's a great pairing. Good Uh, job, Carissa. Yeah, absolutely. So um, bottoms up. Holy cow, that's delicious. Yeah, that's not going to last very long in our classes. Nope. Okay, now on to our next segment, 
Bob? Reshoots and reactions. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Bob. We have a fun one. Yes. Uh, my buddy, Phil Watson, who is the brother of Christina Watson, sponsor of this podcast. Yes. Um, Our great friends at 315 Chiropractic and Wellness. Absolutely. So when we were talking about in Daredevil, Kane Hodder. Yes. And I couldn't remember what Jason movies he had been for. You took a you took a fair crack at it. I did. You I sounded, got it wrong. You, you sounded confident. <laughs> Phil, instead of just writing us an email, went above and beyond and sent us an audio file of his thoughts on that. And we're just going to listen to that now and then discuss it afterwards. And to be fair, uh, yeah. Phil's been an awesome supporter of the podcast so far. Absolutely. 100%. I, would it be fair to say super fan? I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, this is exciting. Our first, first audio, audio clip from, uh, from the TSPHC Army. From the one and only... Phil Watson. So we're going to listen to it. Oh, uh, I just read this in the email. It says, some information, only Cap writes letters. <laughs> okay, got some information here regarding episode 9, Daredevil. Uh, John Cena did, in fact, release a rap album. In 2005, he released an album called You Can't See Me, which is also one of his catchphrases. It was in conjunction with his character at the time. It was sort of an Eminem knockoff style character. He was a heel also, a bad guy. So for all fans screaming for a John Cena heel turn, it already happened about 13 years ago. Also, Kane Hodder did in fact play Jason in Friday the 13th, Part 7, 8, and 9, and Jason X. He wanted to reprise his role in Freddy vs. Jason, but the studio chose a different actor, Ken Kurzinger, a 6'7 stuntman or a 6'5 stuntman, depending on where you look up your information. Also... A spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it. The end of Friday the 13th Part 9, Freddy's glove comes up through the ground, grabs Jason's mask, and drags it back underground. That was supposed to be the lead-in to Freddy vs. Jason, which I don't believe is canon. Also, I don't think that Jason X is canon either. Anyway, I love the show, fellas. Keep it up, and I can't wait for the next episode. Thanks, Phil. Kudos, sir. I, wow, that is impressive. That is, that is a extremely impressive knowledge of the Jason film. Like I said, yeah, it, it is his bread and butter. I felt like a bibliography was coming at the end of that. <laughs> I felt like we were going to see some sources. <laughs> that was MLA. very well prepared. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Your son almost got the spit take. Oh, oh man, that so was close. good. Listen, so Christian, I'm on this quest to get a spit take from Casey. I've been close a couple of times. But if you notice, what am I facing? Yeah, that's right. Not it's a worth good it. place. It's worth it. Listen, worth it. I'm not saying that all of my choices are good. I'm just saying I really commit to you know, it. I'm just going to, for, for the episode, I'm going to put up, that's my view. Uh, nice. We'll nice. show you what I'm looking at <laughs> and right. why it would be a bad idea if I did a spit take. Yeah, you're so, right. Jason X. Oh, Jason goes to space. Uh, you know, so we've talked previously about our love of the How Did This Get Made podcast. Oh, it's one of the best episodes. It's it's a phenomenal episode. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's uh, so I recommend that you listen to, after you've listened to all of ours, go listen to that one. If you haven't yes. listened to them already, uh, really good. Shout out to those guys. Absolutely. Uh, thanks again, Phil. That was awesome. Yeah, Phil. What a great job. Thank you, man. Uh, amazingly, we don't have any other reshoots. What? I know. And that's not really reshoots. That's no, just that's a, just a, 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 an amazing info. That's a reaction. I feel like that's we're skipping over a big part of that reshoot is uh, John Cena's hip hop career. <laughs> uh, not a big WWE <laughs> fan, but I am a hip hop fan. 
Yeah. Do, have you heard this album? Uh, it's trash. It is. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if He's we're going to review big... that kind of stuff, but it is. Oh, no. He should stay in his lane. Let's <laughs> just keep it there. <laughs> what do you think of John Cena, the actor? I mean, he's an actor. You know, he, he's, <laughs> he's just one of those. <laughs> you can call him that. He is an yeah. actor. He stands in front of a camera and says some lines. It is your birthday. It is your birthday. <laughs> and let's stay there. John wow. Cena, please don't beat the shit out of us. <laughs> However, you're welcome to come defend yourself. If you, oh, yes. You we feel. are available. For yeah, you know what? I, that's great. You know, we could have a hip-hop kind of, you know, rap off. That's awesome. I lose, but hey. <laughs> well, at awesome. least you know what lane you're in. I'll put that's my neck right. out there for you. There you go. So that's pretty much it for it. that yeah. part. Uh, character background we don't need to do. So as we were talking earlier, this is the third Batman film that we've reviewed in the podcast, which feels a little DC heavy. You know, I, I'm okay that's with okay. that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Really, at this point, I, you know, I think the only other question, so we mentioned the Rotten Tomato score, 82% for this movie. Right. There's nothing that about Batman we're going to talk about that won't come out organically in the discussion. The only thing that I do want to point out is yep. this movie came out just over a year after the series premiere. Uh, oh, wow. Series premiered November 5th. 1992. This came out December 25th. Merry Christmas. Yeah. 1993. Interesting parallel then to Batman the movie comes out you know, really after season one of the TV show. Right. And this was pretty much like, yeah, after season one. And this originally was going to be a direct-to-video movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The producers started seeing parts of the movie and decided to make it a feature-length film. The only problem is with that is direct-to-video. It is uh, 4-3 aspect ratio. Sure. You can't put that on the big screen, so they had to scramble and add everything in. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And they uh, had uh, like six months to do it, something like that. So I kudos saw, to them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I saw a couple of notes um, uh, just related to the budget. Had mm. a budget of about $6 million. Oh. Right. And grossed in the U.S. five point six million. That's the box office, so that's not going to take into account subsequent video rentals because it's ninety three. So that's yeah. that's a thing. And also, you got to um, take into effect sales and stuff. It's Christmas, sure. And you know what also came out this year? Ninety three. Home Alone? No. The Lion King. <laughs> That little tiny the movie. little movie that it lost an Annie Award to. Oh, you know, I'd say, well, let's get into it. It feels like we're ready there. So yeah, let's. I let's, mean, I think this is the point where you hear that weird voiceover guy say. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Okay. All right. So we watched this one together. Yes. So you'd seen it previously. I had not. Couple, a couple of times. Downs. <laughs> Casey and I were watching this. Christian wasn't here. But within moments of the opening title sequence, our reaction to both, we're watching in HD, it holds up. It looks it looks the, good. The CG um, cityscape was great. Yeah. I was worried that it was going to look like crappy 90s CG. Now, I thought it looked great. If it's anything like the animated series, I know how they did it was they drew it all originally in black and white, and then they came back. I think they like sprayed the colors or something. So it was a very ornate kind of process of making this. What they did was, so most stuff is drawn on cells that are clear. That's exactly what it is. They drew it on cells that were black. So the blacks really popped. Oh, that's And this was supposed to be, this was a whole 3D Gotham City model that they built. And anytime like Batman was flying through Gotham or anything like that was happening, they were going to use this. They scrapped it and then brought it back for this movie. Interesting. Now I'm curious. So again, if I'm going too deep, you know, pull me out. No, go right ahead. Uh, So is this a traditional hand-drawn mm-hmm. animation, right? This is Aside not... from the cityscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everything yeah. else is hand-drawn. Um, such a really great look. It, 
Does Batman the Animated Series, so it's 93, so that's mm-hmm. four years after the Michael Keaton Batman has kind of rejuvenated the series, but... Right. The reason for this TV show is 89 Batman. The success of that said... Yeah, well, uh, technically that, Batman Returns was the yeah. real success. Okay. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Like, throughout the movie, the style, the look, it looks like a post-World War II, like, you know... Late forties, yeah, very noir, early, very yeah, uh, Art Deco. Yes, yeah, yeah like it, clearly it can't. But be. there are cell phones, <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> but I thought like stylistically, and we talk all the time about the title sequence. Mm. You know, so we've also talked about the fact Batman's one of those characters you cannot separate him from Gotham City. It's part right. of his character. That title sequence does a great job of grounding you in this uh, in this really rich setting. And my question, Yes. what language is the chorus singing? I only know this because I stumbled onto a trivia note on IMDb. Okay, Christian. Honestly, I don't even think I noticed. I was so struck by that first landscape. For years, I thought it was Russian. (laughs) Because it's a very Russian feel to it. It's not any language. It is three of the producers' names sung backwards. Incredible. It's so awesome. You're like... That's that's great. That's great. Because <laughs> they don't have to translate anything. Yep. Like because huh. you're singing Russian, you could be saying "fuck you, America." <laughs> that's one of those things where you've got a limited budget, you've got a limited time. Mm-hmm. I, I read that that was actually the the bigger challenge for the, the production was the time that they needed to mm-hmm. expand the format, all those things. Yeah. So that sounds like one of those things where so you know an audio engineer is like, "All right, give me a couple tracks of uh, here. You say this one. You say this one. You say this one." I think it's probably the same people that when they're at the World's Fair later. Sure. It's that chorus. So like, okay, can you say these names backwards? Yeah. Thank you. That's right. That's right. Um, so really great opening. Noticed in the credits, mm-hmm. Bob Kane gets a created by credit. Sadly, <laughs> Mr. No Finger. Finger. Mr. Finger gets fingered again. And we're going to keep saying it in Batman v Superman. That is the first time on screen it says with Bill Finger. You know, it was, I think Batman Begins. Uh, I think that was maybe the second time we started putting out more of this content out on our website www.tsphc.com and we referenced the iconic initial sketch of Batman from Bob Kane with the red long johns it's fucking horrifying we're gonna put that up again for this one because I feel like every time we have Batman we need to say thank you Bill Finger almost got (laughs) thank you Mr. Finger thank you rest in peace so we open up and I think evocative of the movie's origins as an animated cartoon for TV. Mm-hmm. There is no fluffer. There's no fill. We it get goes right into right action. into it. Did the first gangster we see, the fat guy with the black hair, is that Fred Flintstone? Has he turned to a life of crime? If that was my thought, looked like. Wait, oh, you mean the guy that visits the grave later? Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. It's Yeah. Do you, did you recognize the voice of the guy, the first one, Saul, that we that no. we meet first? No. No. Saul? Is that who we meet uh, first or Saul, Chucky? Saul is the Chucky. chair. Chucky's the, is the first the, one. Yeah. The chair. The grave. Chair, Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. It is, I can't remember the actor's name, but it's Mr. Peterman from Gremlins. Mr. Peterman. Shit, I don't even know. The guy, Mr. Peterman, is that his name? The guy who is the guy who lives next door to Billy, who's like, yeah, the Gremlins are in everything. That straight up is killed in Gremlins 1, and then they just kind of ignore it in Gremlins 2. They're like, he didn't die. That bulldozer definitely didn't kill his entire family. It's totally fine. Could it be Dick Miller, Chuck Saul? It's one of his credits to Gremlins? Yeah, right there. Is it him? Go back. What does it say for the name? Oh, Gremlins. Murray Futterman. Oh, Mr. Futterman, not Mr. Peterman. Okay, Peterman is from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. 
I just come off a seven-day opium binge. <laughs> Are we going for that again? Again? Yeah. Oh, boy. Listen, listen. But yeah, Mr. F- Mr. Futterman, the one who keeps oh, saying that there's this gremlins. Guy. This guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays a drunk and li- Yeah, okay. So yeah. he's the first gangster that we meet. Oh, that's And funny. I mean, this movie just starts running. Oh, They're planning something. Jeez, Mr. Saul, I can't tell the difference. You'd need one of them neutron microscopes, Palmer. It's identical, down to Ben Franklin's stubble. I want to launch it through the casino in a half mil a week. Three-quarter mil by March. Anybody got a problem with that? Smash the motherfucking Batman. He does this movie trope that we've seen twice now. <laughs> so as he breaks into their boardroom and they open fire on him, he dives beneath the long conference oh. table and starts advancing. So we've seen it in The Crow. We've seen it in Sky High. Oh, right. When yeah. Will goes under the table. I'm like, oh, is this becoming a trope? We'll have to look out for that. The advance under the table. We're it's have to the diehard. It's the diehard shit. It's it is. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Do these superheroes have the conception of, you know, concealment versus cover? Because I feel like these tables can't be, like, they can't be that thick. <laughs> you know? They cannot. You know, Christian's in his second year of uh, Air Force ROTC. And, it, you know, it's interesting how that colors your perception. You know, I'm of just things. saying, the table clearly can block the view, but I'm not sure if it can block the bolts. That's all. So, so what, would they, that, what would that be an example that, of? That? that would be the concealment. Yes, that's oh. right. That's right. Oh. A little uh, quiz here. So you remember watching the, this animated series, right? I do. I oh. remember as a kid watching it. and. Watching it again as adults, you know. <laughs> right. Who Listen, knows why? I, I, a lot of reasons no, there. There's no reason except that it's awesome. Yeah. So one of the things they had to do to get it by the censors is anytime Batman made a punch, contact with another person, yeah. there had to be a flash on the screen. So you I, never I actually saw that. it. But in this movie, he makes contact with those first well, couple kicks, of villains he, and you see it. He does like, something oh. in the end there that's pretty brutal against a certain other person. I can't spoil <laughs> anything. But, uh, Careful, fellas. Spoiler territory. We'll get there. You know, one thing I really liked about this, Batman's design and the design of all the people compared to the Superman animated show that came around at the same time, Mm -hmm. because of the simplicity of Batman's character and how they draw everything, it's a very streamlined, kind of smooth look. So it's not ultra realistic like Superman where you have the barrel chest, but super small hips. You know, I think that's Mm -hmm. what helps it stand the test of time, you know? Agreed. And sadly, uh, if you watch Justice League. Yeah. And all those, they go to that, Batman gets a barrel chest. And it looks and older. It, it definitely looks older. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. You know, it does start fast. I looked at the timers. So actually, the whole sequence with Batman happens, uh, Gangster runs out. Chucky runs away. Yep. Chucky runs away. And within the first three minutes, not only has Batman already appeared, the Phantasm, the title villain, Boom. appears. Three minutes in, I'm like, holy shit. Do you remember Captain America? Like, we were still driving along to? the coast. Do I have to remember that? You have to. awful movie? Listen, we're going to watch the second one at oh, some point. We could pull it tonight. Oh, let's bite your fucking tongue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on record right now. Christian gets to pull the movie. Yes. Yep. We pull Captain America Get to out. a death too soon. You're going your to fault. Casey's. That's right. <laughs> I have to find a new place. That's, to right. Live. Okay. That's right. That's fair. That's fair. I liked how fluid Batman's fighting style was, you know? And we yeah. see it later in the movie where it's contrasted but it's a very smooth movement but it's not like spider-man where it's superhuman mm-hmm. it still feels like a regular guy but he's you know he's quick it felt a nice blend of smooth and realistic someone who's clearly trained uh, along that we, we can't ignore the fact that this is animation yeah. i was yeah it's absolutely. so fluid because the animation is so good in this movie we have lost that art uh, yeah because everything's cg now even the cartoons mm-hmm. so like when you see hand-drawn animation it just doesn't work as well. It looks beautiful. It yeah, really does. It's such and, a good movie. And you know, we've talked about my brother, uh, Matta, uh-huh. uh, who despises the adaptation. He wants a direct 
translation. You get it with this. That is this, Batman right, from the you're, comics. You're not constrained by physics or any of those things, and you get this amazing look. Oh, At so the same good. time, though, even though when he was fighting, it felt like a successor of the Batman TV show with like that first fight, the huge swings. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you dropped in a wham over the top of it <laughs> like it, it felt like you you could see the bones of the tv show as right. like an ancestor you know informing those that later stuff mixed with yeah. 89 batman the darkness of ba- yeah. batman 89 yeah, yeah yeah so the phantasm appears three minutes in now our first batman movie we went deep with canon batman begins mm-hmm. we got more of the what i like to call the second tier not in terms of importance but in terms of the stuff that people commonly know, right? Not right. as many people know about the League of Shadows and Ra's al Ghul. So my immediate thought with this is, what of this is canon? The design, the style of Phantasm. He has mm-hmm. this hockey mask type uh, Almost face. looks like uh, almost, Casey Jones. Almost like Casey Jones. But then he has this, um, he appears to be missing his right uh, right hand, and mm-hmm. he's got this kind of axe type stump. It's, no, it's like a, almost like a sickle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah, yeah. The reason for that is he while the Phantasm was not a character from the comics. Okay. Uh it is kind of roughly based on Batman Year 2's Reaper. Okay. Which has a skull face, uh, so like the mask kind of looks like a skull. Sure, sure. And the giant sickle hand on the on that right hand, which was something Bruce Tim, one of the two directors of this film, uh-huh. fought hard to not have in the film. It's <laughs> like, no, he needs to have both hands. And some designer's like, no, it looks good. And he lost the fight. Interesting. So, you know, we've talked a couple times uh, in the past about the rivalry between DC and Marvel. A um, <laughs> couple times. A couple times. And especially how ideas flow back and forth, how they're, uh, maybe how they inspire ideas in other camps. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes I wonder if it's just common tropes that, you know, exist. You know, I look at the Phantasm and he reminds me of two uh, iconic Marvel characters. One being Taskmaster. Yeah. Yep. I was oh, thinking yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. The, the visual. But the 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 axe scythe on his hand reminds me of Grim Reaper, uh, an Avengers uh, villain who's right. Simon Williams' brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, so I wonder, like... To what degree does somebody's like, oh, look, they've got a guy who's got an axe on his hand. We'll do a villain with an axe on his hand. And his, That's and been happening be, for years. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, you look at Darkseid. Well, Darkseid was first. first then, then it was Thanos. Thanos. And then they doubled down and brought Apocalypse. Yeah, Guys, right. That's right. easy. Yeah. Right. So you have Brainiac Ultron. We then get to um, Councilman. Well, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. So in the garage. Oh, uh, yes. We, that's right. Chucky's still alive. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, it's less about plop. So I wonder to what extent. So this is 93. So mm-hmm. at this point, seven, we're, what, 25? <laughs> that's 25 years old. It sure is. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's older than me, just yep. for some context. Yep. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Christian, the movie can have a beer. Oh. Sorry. Oh, sorry, oh, buddy. Really that's coming sorry. at me here. There's a flag on that play. There's moments in this where I'm like, you know, this reminds me of things that we see later in films. So in this beginning, the criminal is escaping in a parking garage, is confronted by a mysterious figure that he assumes to be Batman, and turns out is instead an imposter. So I'm like, uh... We didn't we see that in Dark Knight? So I, I I'm curious. Is it just oh you're talking about with the, in the beginning with the Scarecrow? Yeah, I mean, um, yes, the, yeah, but no. I mean, in right. So in Dark Knight, it's a guy who is inspired by Batman. It's a group of guys, yeah, right. No, the one guy, the one you know, the guy who's wearing like the yeah. There's like three of them. Are there three of them? Yeah. Oh, I need because he talks that again. Well, we'll get to we'll, it. We'll get to it. All right, <laughs> maybe we'll pull it tonight. But, you know, I wonder to what degree does that. 
inspire the later movie to say, oh, this is a great scene. Let's do that. Well, and I am wondering, much like Batman Begins, there's a lot of Batman year one mm. and even year two in this movie. Is this something from the comics? Oh, that's a great question, yeah. A mistaken identity of Batman in a parking garage. Yep. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's great. All those parking garages in Gotham. Oh, the, you know, it's it's, it's tough it, finding a spot on the street. You know, it's, it's a harbor city. There's no parking right there. <laughs> that's right. So. It floods on a regular basis. <laughs> I guess oh. my only question from that garage scene mm-hmm. is, you know, you have this really nice fight with the phantasm and he jumps out of the car and all that cool stuff, right? Where was Batman? Because he leaves the same door that the phantasm did. There's like three minutes that just happened and Batman comes rushing out like, hey, what's going on, guys? Like, I, I was just kind of confused. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you good... calling out Batman? No, no, he's got a good I point. Mean, like, That's... it was long enough that like he was jumping over the car. The phantasm was jumping over the car and he was doing all kinds of stuff and cutting well, stuff. You know, one of the things are one you... of the things he had to do was do that really kick-ass thing where there's a guy underneath the table struggling and just <laughs> stomp on I him. I like that. It's like, yeah, shush. Sassy. It was, it was sassy Batman. No, no, no. As we'll talk about later, and as the goon correctly identified while we were watching, it's sassy Alfred. Oh, Alfred's I was super thinking that. sassy. I loved that. We'll get to that. <clears throat> we'll get there. Um, so <laughs> nice. So um, Chucky tries to kill the phantasm. Right. That doesn't work. Um, ballsy move, though. Really ballsy. You know. And, yeah. Well, this is another one of those Mandela effects. There's one later in the movie. Yep. I always thought the line was, I got you now, you stinking son of a, and then. Uh-huh. I mean, we know that's what a, he's going to say, but sure. it's just. This time I got you, you lousy stinking. And like, I was like, oh, I totally remember this as son of a. So did we share? Oh, yeah. This yeah. is the first PG rated animated Warner Brothers movie. So you talked about ever. the violence of the fights. Yeah. And there's a couple other places where people are it's, straight up murdered. Well, Chucky's straight up murdered. Chucky goes out the, the thing and he is oh, that's, dead. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Was PG 13 not a thing? No, no, it was, but there wasn't it enough. It wasn't that. There's no swearing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I bet okay. you if he'd said son of a bitch, that probably would have given it. One fuck would have pushed it. Two, technically. <laughs> oh, is it two? You, is it? You know what? There is no definitive. Sure, sure. It's all context. It's, it, it, they're just secretive about it. Right. And that's why you've got space balls. Fuck! Even in the future, nothing works. Caddyshack 2. I don't go in for lawsuits and motions or any of that legal stuff. <laughs> no, no. See, see, what happens is uh, I find out where you live, and then I come to your house. And I beat down your door with a fucking baseball bat. Big. Who the fuck do you think you are? And Beetlejuice. Nice fucking model. All movies in a PG-13 world that are PG with a fuck in them. No way. And that single pushes to... Yeah, one yeah. one pushes you to PG thirteen, yeah. I believe. Interesting, but you know what I mean? I'm just like, did you fall asleep at this exact moment in the movie, Mister Reviewer? First of all, you know they, you know how dare they for allowing Caddyshack two to ever see the light of day? So I can we and also that, that's not in Thor's the, helmet. The other yeah. the other three, oh, the, the other two, Spaceballs and Beetlejuice, fine. They're pretty adult Sh- movies. Sure, sure. Big. Yeah, that's a PG-13. No, oh, it's a PG movie. It's a PG. This is a movie about kids growing up to be adults. This should they, be not in this movie at all. I wonder how they added it. You know, they're just like, hey, you know what would make this scene better? Drop the F-bomb. <laughs> well, He's really serious. Listen. He's not let, wrong. Let's be honest. So, Christian, you're a you're a young man. You're 19. I am, in fact. So, if you go back seven years and you're 12, did you ever, did you ever say the F-word? Don't wait for the translation. <laughs> Answer the question. Uh, uh, <laughs> Can this be used against me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I mean, I think it's more. I think it's more. Yeah, why, why are we arguing about? Move it along, guys. Thanks, Bob. 
Right. <laughs> Here's another trope. Yes. That's not only in movies, it's on TV and everything. Somebody's on the phone with someone, they hang up before saying goodbye. So we're in the scene, the councilman's talking to Andrea Beaumont, who we are meeting for the first time, the wonderful Dana Delaney. Mm. Mm. Hello. Um, who <laughs> Christian has no idea what we're talking about. Do you ever see, do you ever see Northern Exposure? No, I'm providing some younger perspective here on the so show. Louis China Nostalgia. Beach would be lost on him, too. Yes. God, I feel old right now. What was the horrible movie in which Rosie O'Donnell appeared in a leather bustier? East of Eden. East of Eden. That's, that's... You, n- you don't forget that shit. <laughs> that's right. Like that's... the Steinbeck book? No. It was not Steinbeck nor Shakespeare. I can see her being Kathy. <laughs> You okay. lost me. No big. You lost me at a. Uh, no big. Sorry. Okay. No, sorry. Uh, see, that would be funny. That would be fun if you guys got it. So, right. Councilman oh. Arthur. Arthur. I, do we know his last name? Yes. I don't know. The, oh, yeah. Arthur Douchebag, I think. Interesting it's, point no. that was added. I, I'm not sure why it was, but in a later scene about Arthur, they're like, oh, he's the young Turk that's working for us. Did he say Turk or am I mishearing? I, I thought it was kind of. He's not clerk. Turkish. No, the young uh, clerk. I'll, I'll be honest with you, that'd make a lot more he sense. He looked like a clerk. And again, that's like the piece where it's like a oh, callback to like Mad Men, right? Like it's a callback to this post World War II society. Mm-hmm. It can't be right for all the thing, all the things we see: computers, everything else, computers, but and cell cert- phones, yeah. But, but this idea of like the clerk as this almost like apprentice businessman, right? Like right. He's it, even got the thing that's he, rolling his sleeves up because yeah, he the, can't afford to get them uh, the s- tailored. Uh, sh- uh, sleeve garter, shirt garter, yeah. yeah. Shirt, shirt garter, sure, yeah, sure. You know what? It's that fine. thing, yeah. Uh, his name is Arthur Reeves. Okay. So Arthur Reeves is talking to Andrea Beaumont on the phone. Can't believe it's been 10 years. Thinking of looking up some old friends? Oh, Arthur, don't start that again. He's ancient history. That's encouraging. I'll see you soon. No fucking goodbye? <laughs> That's a terrible trope in movies. To your credit, you just mentioned Mad Men sure. all the time on that show. People would just be literally in the middle of talking, like, and then there's thing happened, click. I mean, to be fair, on Mad Men, they're pretty much drunk all the time. So <laughs> That's <it's> true. <laughs> Was <laughs> I just on the phone? It wouldn't surprise me that that kind of what? subtlety just goes right over them. <laughs> uh, um, this you, is the point where I say uh, John Hamm should be the next Batman. Oh, I, I'll be, I'm right there with you. I'd oh be okay with God. that. Do you know who Arthur Reeves is voiced by? I had did not pick up on him. His name is Hart Bachner. You probably won't remember that, but you remember him as Mr. Harry Ellis from Die Hard. <gasps> what? And you know who he also is? He's Ethan in Supergirl. I don't watch Supergirl, but... No, no, no. The, the Helm oh, the Slater movie? One. Yeah. Oh, my He's God. He's the guy that she's in love with. Oh, my That's God. That's all the same actor. That's... Yeah, when I all looked right. up to... I'm like, that guy sounds familiar. Oh, my God, it's Harry. Oh, my God. <laughs> who meets his demise in a boardroom... With the same kind of, it all ties back to Die Hard. It's, when we start our new podcast, is Die, Die Hard's got to be the one? first month. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Before we have this conversation between uh, Councilman Arthur Reeves, a.k.a. Douchebag, and <laughs> Myster- oh. Mysterious Woman. So there's the scene with Alfred before that. That's right. That is first. So this is an interesting Alfred. This guy has the ball breaking of both Michael Caine and Jeremy Irons that mm-hmm. we see in later movies. But he is still the posh British butler from literally the, the TV Batman series. 66, yeah. yeah, like like I thought it was just very interesting. I'm like, oh my God, it's both worlds. Why, you're the very model of sanity. Oh, by the way, I've pressed your tights and put away your exploding gas balls. 
I think this is going to speak to just how perfect the animated series was. I'm just going to include the movie in this because it's essentially the same period, same actors. Yeah, same, sure. same thing, yeah. The reason that is so iconic is I think they perfectly combined, you know, a darker Batman, not edgy. You know, it's he's not, sure. you know, being edgy, just be edgy. He's not the goddamn Batman. Yes. Or the one where Batman calls Robin retarded. That's the same. Yes. That's okay. the same that's, Batman. Yeah, that's the same All-star line. Batman and Robin, yes. go fuck yourself. But I think it really complements when Alfred is like this, you know, and he kind of has the balls to bust Bruce back. I think it kind of highlights how ridiculous the whole premise of Batman even is, you know, and which is why I think it just really speaks to their character. I think Alfred being able to provide that little bit of sanity, because let's be real, Bruce is not sane. I think that speaks to a richer character. Are you saying that Alfred is the soul stabilizing? So pre-Justice League, pre-Batman and Superman as friends. Alfred is the sole stabilizing influence Undeniably. in Batman's world. And there's a lot, he is, yeah. There's a lot of their moments, especially in this film, you can see where it almost sounds like a child talking to their butler, you know? Sure, sure. The child talking to their caregiver. And if mm-hmm. you look at the number of times that Alfred keeps saving him from these just bad planning or whatever. Alfred! Batman does. <laughs> Alfred! Alfred! <laughs> Alfred! Uh, but, you know, that's exactly right. You could have dropped in Michael Caine's line, you know, in Batman Begins when he first shows up. And you can borrow the rolls if you like. Just bring it back with a full tank. It would have fit perfectly, right? Absolutely. I agree. But keeping that trapping of the stiff British butler, like I feel like that, the animated series, Alfred is this transitional character. Alfred in the TV series, boring. Iconic, but boring. Uh, Super boring. The the very nice actor who played him in the... the, Michael Gould. Michael Gould, again, is just an extension of the TV show. But here you see, again... The ball breaking, the character. It changes the entire dynamic of their relationship. And this is more Alfred from the comics. Yes. Like, this is how sure, Alfred sure, is sure. in the comics. Sure. Like, I, you may think you're Batman, but you're little Bruce Wayne to me. So <laughs> That's right. You you, don't you've always to, been yeah. y- young Bruce. In fact, he says in the movie, uh, in just a little bit, Bruce is going out as Batman, and he's like, You think you know everything about me, don't you? Like a child. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah, like a child. <laughs> you think you know me? You don't know anything. You're not the boss of me. And then Alfred says, I dive at your bottom. I bloody well ought to, sir. Yeah. yeah. And what's Bruce's retort? Well, you're wrong. Drives <laughs> 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 <Dries> away. <laughs> like, no, Bruce. Uh. I have a Batmobile. <laughs> I, get, I get this really uh, cool car. Uh, again, I, so I think we're all tipping our hands. This is a great movie. Right after we see this reimagined Alfred, right? The depth of the relationship. Then we see Batman, whose moniker is... The world's greatest detective. Sorry, yes, I, was, I loved that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So right off the bat... He's the world's motherfucking greatest detective. He's got a Absolutely. fragment of a windshield and he's analyzing it to find a clue. I was like, oh my God, that's right. He's the world's greatest detective. This is the only movie that actually does detective work. Because anything in This Thor's is not helmet. the only time. Well, I'll point it out every time he does it because I was like, holy shit, this is, you know, is it wrong to say this might be the no, it's not best wrong. Batman? It, it, is this the best Batman we're going to see in a movie? Todd. We'll save that for the end. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. No, I'm not normally one to be like Uncle Matt and want kind of a return <laughs> to the old things. But I did think it was really cool that he's saying all these complex science terms, and I'm just a liberal arts major, so I don't actually know if they're true. <laughs> but the difference between that and uh, Batman Begins the, with Christian sure, Bale sure. is that when... Batman is the world's greatest ninja. Well, you know, <laughs> normally I don't agree with that, but... um when Fox is telling him about like the chemicals and everything, how he helped him. Yeah. Like you guys said in that podcast, you didn't know if Christian Bale was pretending to not know or if he really didn't know. (laughs) Right. 
Right. Which kind of, I don't want to say it bothered me, but being the world's greatest detective. He should know. He should have. Exactly. He's also the world's greatest scientist, world's greatest ninja. He, he's the best comic book character ever. Or, ever. Or is he ever. just. Up- ever. Is he just updating ever. his. Ever. <laughs> or is he the guy who just updates his social media profile? His LinkedIn. <laughs> his LinkedIn. <laughs> like he, Excel master. Right. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Could that be it? Like no one's ever called him on it? Uh, no, he's the best. Goddamn right. Batman. So he's the goddamn he's the, Batman. Oh, that that's a distinctive voice. Oh, I think we'll get there. That could be a Batman. We'll get there, voice. won't we? <laughs> that uh <laughs> let me adjust my nerdy glasses. When I would play Batman for a kid's birthday parties, I would do Kevin Conroy. That sounded wrong. Because he is the I would do guy. Kevin Conroy's <laughs> voice. No, don't have sex with No, I guess that'd be okay. Yeah, go ahead and have sex with Kevin Conroy. That's fine. If right. he offered. That's right. Yeah. He's not Roy Moore. I mean, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that voice. We'll, 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 let's talk about it now. Let's talk that about voice. now. So, uh, holy crap. So distinctive. Every other time we've talked about Batman, your Batman is this voice. When I read a Batman comic, I hear him. So, Christian, I, now I've known this about Casey forever. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, is this the voice of Batman when you hear? When I read, I, I don't actually hear it, obviously, yeah, yeah. but. What? I don't know. Bad I, nerd. I just read a lot. But you don't you don't mouth the words yourself. Yes, I am the knight. Maybe if I no one's around, I guess. I am the knight. I am Batman. Wow, that was <laughs> a lot. You know, I have bank like a little piggy bank. They used to do that if you pressed a button. Of course, but, you uh, did. Of course you did. Wind would blow is really cool. Um, <laughs> I really. I'll like, see if I can find the link to that. I really really like his voice acting, and like Casey said, he is the voice that I hear when I think of Batman. Just because he has such a broad range that isn't limited to like. The drugs going, you know. It's, like, it's a nice, it's a nice balance of actually being able. Like we're about to get into the Bruce scene, and sure. it's perfect. You know, Bruce is Bruce, and then there's various times throughout the movie where he's talking to someone who knows he's Batman, and he kind of slips in and out. It's very subtle, but I, I think he does it well. And we've I talked he, about. Oh, go ahead. No, no, we've talked about sometimes the challenge. Sometimes I think we have different actors that we might like more as Bruce or more as Batman. Yeah. Arguably, he kills both. He get he does. He's it. got it. Yeah. And the thing is, the cool thing that he does, and um, we haven't seen enough of public Bruce out of Ben, so we can't really make a comment sure, on that. Sure. Christian definitely does it. There are three Christian Bale, not you, Christian. There are <laughs> three sense. separate Bruces. Right. There's public Bruce. Yep. There's Batman, and then there's hanging out in the Batcave doing science. Real shit. Bruce. And he has that when he's Bruce. Sure, it's oh hello, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm a giant nerd. Yeah, it's cocky and it's kind of arrogant. Yeah, kind of is. Oh no, it is. It's shallow. Sure. Then Batman is the I am vengeance. I am the knight. You know. But then when he's just hanging out in the cave, it's the perfect uh, myriad of both of those. It's so cool. Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt. And and I do Batman. Arguably, well, not arguably, he is the longest running Batman been doing it for 27 years now that is mm. amazing and you know if you've never seen Bat- the batman the animated series or this movie if you have played any video game with batman uh all the arkham games the injustice games it's it's, it's kevin conroy he's great so there is a short and i i feel like i feel like it makes sense so we'll have to link out to it so there's a wonderful short uh it's a web series maybe mm-hmm. the uh, the gentleman from Wings, Tim Daly. Tim Daly voice was the of voice of Superman. Uh, I think it's a web series that Tim Daly's son yes. created. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an episode where he has to call in the big guns because he's worried about his father. His father has retreated into the Superman persona. Right. 
And who Who's does he, he call for help? Kevin Conroy. Kevin, does Kevin Conroy have, so he's an amazing voice actor, does he have traditional like physical credits as well? Like, has he been on in no, front of camera it, for a lot of stuff? He graduated from Juilliard. Okay. Which is why he's so oh. fucking amazing. Right. Um, and he had done a lot of stage work. And really? then he got this, did some more stage work, but as far as I know, this is what he does now. Yeah. He is he is Batman. It's amazing. It's it's going to be sad when he retires. Well, that so you've seen I know you've seen that episode in fact I think you shared it with I me. I did. Yeah. Yes. Uh so we'll link out to And it. he'll actually show up again in uh The Killing Joke. That's right. He is That's the voice right. of Batman in this that is too. Not the only animate DC animated that shows up mm-hmm. because they had multiple theatrical releases. Got that had a theatrical, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Uh, all right, so enough gushing over Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy, come be on our podcast. We now see stately Wayne Manor, the <laughs> middle of a middle, middle of a cocktail party. Just a random cocktail random, party, as no. you do when you're mm-hmm. billionaire playboy. Three women are draped, fawning over yeah. multicultural women. I might add, yeah. none of them. They're my, not all white. Not Isn't all that white. Something. My first thought. Oh boy, kudos for a multicultural picture that you know was prop a little bit out of place for '93. Good for them. You know, you have a uh, a white woman, a black woman, you know, kind of hanging women, on. But right? okay. Right. But then <laughs> a woman shows up who I am assuming is supposed to be oh, Asian. I, I, yeah, and we know this that. because she has no whites of her eyes. They're pure black. I'm like, Ugh. I physically She's, recoiled. I was like, oh, my God. It was, it was rough. <laughs> that was horrible. I wrote, what's up with her eyes? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's, you're not it's wrong. It's way out of there. Way out there. I would have rather seen whitewashing than, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it was better that it wasn't like a character with like slanted, like just slits for eyes, but it's not it much might better. Have well, it, it might as might well have been. been. Yeah. It might have well have been. What was, um, remember the Dick Tracy cartoon? Yes. Who was his super racist Asian oh, partner? I, there? I did not like Dick Tracy. So, I, uh, is that in? Our, let's yes, see. We've is. debated about this. It is. Oh, it is. Damn it! Because oh. his trench coat is practically a cape. Oh god! And if all you right. don't do that, you don't get all the rogues gallery that is the goddamn Batman. Yeah. Fuck. Not that I can forgive. I can understand within the context of the time at which Dick Tracy was written. You know, well, which, that wasn't part of the the comic or anything. That was literally just for the cartoon. That super racist Asian looking character for, for the cartoon for the cart for the for the comic strip. No, no, for the cartoon. There was a there was there, a comic. There was a cartoon. Yes, there was. <laughs> okay, it actually was on after Batman the Animated Series on oh, Fox. Oh, I see it. Oh my God! So like a modern era like this. Yeah, you see this guy right here. <gasps> oh, it's oh, the pho- that is problematic. <laughs> it's it's the photographer from. Breakfast at Tiffany's, the neighbor. Oh yeah, it's Jerry Lewis. Oh yeah. no! Oh, that's horrible. Oh, no, no. Sadly, this now we're going time? to have what? No, no, no. This was like the fifties. Oh, 50s I thought it was the same time as the Emmy series. I was like, no, oh, no, wow. no. Uh, it, sixty-one, sixty-one. Okay. But, so 60. but again, a time where I can understand that in not that it's okay, but I can <laughs> understand it as a piece of the cultural fabric of that time. You know, and I think this is they were trying to get away from a bunch of white women. Laying all over Bruce. Sure. They missed the mark. They missed the mark. They missed the mark. They tried. I don't think it was an intentional, like the Dick Tracy thing is, is very Mm -hmm. much intentionally making fun of the Asian culture. Sure, sure. I think this was just an honest mistake in animation. 
I do. I question uh, everyone I who I said hope? nothing. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. So all three of us had the same visceral reaction oh my, to yes. the third woman who appears. I believe the goon Bruce. did too. She's like, there's something wrong with that woman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we're like, nobody. It's the artist. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this woman who was clearly the, now we, we only see who's the woman who's going to be Andrea uh, in the limo. We only see like her hair as she's talking to the phone Clearly, this woman who confronts Bruce in the party is mm-hmm. her. No. That's not her? No. That's just some random redhead. Wait, it's not the same one? Well, okay. So you had the same Well, th- I thought it was. And that no, it's not Andre. I he was going to th- comment, like, well, it doesn't make sense for her character to be doing that. Like, what was her motivation for doing that? But if that's the case, no, that it's not Andre. Lot- no, no, it's not. Oh, I okay. totally misread I I just, that, too. Yeah, I guess I just saw the redhead, and I was like, so okay, So the panics the don't know how to watch <laughs> movies. I got it. Okay. Good, 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 good. <laughs> But then, the then why does he flash back to the memory of him at the grave with Because Andrea? the councilman. So how goes the bat bashing? Better than your love life. Really, Bruce, it's almost as if you pick them because you know there's no chance for a serious relationship. At least since that one girl. What was her name? Anne, Andy, Andrea? Yes, Andrea Beaumont. Now there was a sweet number. How'd you let her get loose? And then the end of that scene... He so the the redhead comes up to him, splashes wine in his face. Magically, it does not stain his I shirt. Was pretty I believe by that. the goon. The goon pointed out that Bruce has a superpower. He always has a clean shirt. Rich people, incredible. <laughs> first world problems. First, right. <laughs> first world, first world superpowers. Okay. So then he, the councilman says all this stuff, and he he hand him a handkerchief at the beginning of this conversation to get the wine off his face. Sure. And he says, "Thanks for the handkerchief, Arthur." You know where you can stick it. What I really liked about it was his voice started to, once he started to really act real, his voice started to kind of dip down a little bit into the Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, it went or from that. The real, the real yeah, Bruce. That's the exactly real Bruce, it. It's yeah. the real Bruce. And yeah. I, I like that that kind of dipped into, you know, he's shedding away his layers. Well, it is canon. Excuse me while I adjust my nerdy glasses. <laughs> it is canon in this universe that when Batman talks to himself in his mind. Yes. Wonder Woman gives him the lasso. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he calls himself to, Batman. Yep. Mentally, he so, is so really Batman. Bruce is the alter ego. His mm-hmm. true identity which, is Batman. Which makes the next scene where he goes into his little office or whatever and looks up. This I actually wrote the sound because it what? struck me so well. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. I really liked about that scene yeah. was he goes over to the portrait of his parents. And he's just kind of staring up at that, and it kind of zooms back a bit. I mean, it's not a real camera, but it zooms back. And <laughs> was there a Dutch angle there? No, there was not. Okay, and you can they animate it so well that you can feel the enormity that Bruce is holding on himself and how tiring it is to be Bruce. You know, because yeah, you never I see agree. that same... Because I might skip ahead here, but at the end, sure, that last shot with Batman where he looks down, then he looks up, you can tell that, you know, he's tired, obviously, but when he's Batman, it's just what he is. He's invigorated. Yes, right? like that's it, his... he's tired, but he's going to keep going. But with Bruce, as soon as he the door closes behind him, they animate it so his shoulders slump a little bit and he's just kind of... Stuck there, staring at the like the portrait of his parents the, the, and that the, promise he made. The real struggle for him is wearing the costume of Bruce, the mask of Bruce. The mask yeah. of Bruce. very subtle, yeah. but they they did that well, beautifully. Yeah. I thought I, that struck me, especially I, with the lighting that they did. Beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't have the same thought, but I had this. But I was struck by that moment as well. Of like, what a powerful moment again for a cartoon. For yeah. a cartoon, the weight of what he's carrying when he looks up at that picture of his uh, parents is great. I agree. So we're in a flashback. Yep. 
Is this flashback? A lot of flashback in this movie. Yeah. Is this the flashback of him at the grave? Yes. Okay. Where he so younger Bruce is at his parents' grave. He's I don't remember if he's talking, but he's clearly paying his respects. This looks like something he does all the time, right? Like this is part of his routine. When he notices a woman at another grave nearby, much simpler grave, mm-hmm. and she's talking. That's right. And if daddy gets any more protective, he's going to build a moat around my bedroom. Just Full on having a conversation. Out loud. Right. So he walks over. The best is in, in both times that Bruce walks up, her just... Yes? Yeah, it, like, right. Can yeah. I help you? Can you not see him in the middle of a conversation? Yeah. How rude. Yes. So, um, but then they have this... And again, I mean... So you have voice actors who are acting and doing a beautiful job. They are not creating the images we see. The cartoon is wonderful. There's this wonderful, sweet moment of lightness where Bruce and this woman, Andrea, you know, they both have their own rituals and routines to honor their parents' memories. They have this moment of shared vulnerability between them. Mm-hmm. They're walking out. There's a little bit of flirtation that we see. Oh, yes. I, I mean, I was struck by, like, this is one of the most complex Batman, Bruce Wayne, that we've ever seen. It's I'm amazed at this movie. What's interesting is to me, that's just kind of what I think of Batman. I mean, truly, since having watched this, this is your level set. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize it until I started rewatching the series as an adult. But that's yeah. kind of what I've always thought of as Batman. You know, there's a lot of layers to him. I guess that's why he's always been my favorite. I could not agree more. I will tell you. Yeah, well, I'll save it to the end. Okay, that's fine. Okay. So one thing though about this scene, nitpicky, definitely. She says. Hey, I'm not the only one who talks to their loved ones, you know. It's just that when I talk to her out loud, I can imagine how she'd reply. I can hear her, like she's right there. He's like, I talked to my parents. What'd you say? I made a vow. What vow? A secret one. Ooh, a man of mystery. Have you kept your vow? Did you notice that real quick his voice went to Batman? No, I did not. So far. So there's two problems with that. Yep. Why are you blowing your cover with this complete and utter stranger? And two, you haven't become Batman yet. You know what that is, though? I think that supports this idea that his real persona is Batman. Oh, that's fair. It's uncovering like who he is at his barest soul. Gotcha. So I think that's how how that fits. Then we jump. We're still in flashback mode, and we see not Batman... We see, we, Bruce. we see Bruce with a ski mask. He's swing literally rope. wearing the outfit that he wears in Batman Year One. Yeah, it, yeah. Yes. It's exactly what he wears yeah. in Which Batman, Batman Year One. Which Batman Begins will borrow when he first confronts Gordon. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. see the common mm-hmm. themes between both these. Absolutely. Uh, and really interesting. Again, so we were watching this together. I'm like, okay, this is unlike Batman Begins, this is a more polished. So you can't call him Batman yet because he's just no, he's not. He's Bruce. Bruce. But he's more polished, right? He yeah. has the shuriken. He's got the utility belt. And he's he's very confident in the way he fights. Right. Unlike the Batman Begins where his fleeing from police headquarters, he's hurt when he kind of rolls off the side of the yeah, roof he and stuff. The, yeah. He's more polished here. You pointed out that in Batman Year One, that's because this is post his encounter with Ra's al Ghul. Yes. So this is a more trained Bruce. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah. although Batman, Begins, Batman Begins, he's, he's, trained. he's trained. Yeah, so what's the... Uh, the uh, I, in that movie, and no offense to that movie, I think it's just... There's some gaps. No, I think it's um, Nolan trying to ground this character more and more. Uh, to okay. A, to a fault in parts of that movie. Okay. In uh, the entire trilogy. This makes sense. This makes more sense right. as, oh, he's going to become this, but he's not it yet. Yeah. So he's there. 
he tells these guys on your stomachs arms spread who's this clown you heard me yeah you heard him boys can they pull guns on him because Fuck why you, wouldn't right? you <laughs> that's right he's not the goddamn batman right um and a chase ensues of course did you catch who was in the cop car no Bullock. Was it Bullock? It was Bullock. He was in the passenger seat. I, I caught it was Officer di- Bullock. Yep. Yeah. Officer Bullock. I, I noticed that. I'm like, well, they look awfully similar. I was yeah. like, wait a second. It's his dad. No, yeah. no, it's, it's him. <laughs> now, uh, Bullock, iconic character, certainly in the animated series, he has yes. a bigger role. So he's typically the plainclothes detective behind Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. In actually, the first time we see Gordon in this, Bullock's behind him. Right. The He is, no matter what Batman does, he is. The most realistic cop because yeah. <laughs> I don't care what Batman does in the real if this was a real world situation where there was a guy dressed to bat going around punching people. Yep. Absolutely they should bring him to justice. It's not the way the law works. Yep. Sure. That's so. exactly what makes Batman such a interesting character, which is why you know I was talking about Alfred and everything. If you think about it, it's kinda weird. There's a it, lot it's of a little weird. weird. <laughs> a little weird. But yeah. Yeah, so Bullock has always been on the Batman should be brought to justice. It doesn't matter what he's doing. He's breaking... He, he's not He a is cop. a vigilante, and that is a... He, he is yeah. not a cop. You know, uh, I know you guys thought it was a little more polished. I'd say more yeah. so than, you know, Batman Begins. But sure. Uh-huh. I, I mean, maybe I was just reading too much into this because I wanted to see this, but I thought it was still a more rudimentary kind of fighting. And, you know, compared to the first scene that we'd see Batman... Where he's very smooth and he takes out all the criminals, use it. You know, I, think I, I thought fair. it was definitely you could see like the hints of him being Batman with the shurikens, shuriken, shuriken, with the throwing stars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it certainly wasn't a, like a well-oiled machine that sure. Batman is. You know, no, I think that's no, fair. I agree. Especially hanging off the truck and all that. That was kind of when would Batman hang off a truck for that long? You know, uh, you know, in the same way that w- when he goes into his study and he's looking at this picture of his parents, we see this vulnerable Batman. And then we see this flirtatious Bruce, or uh, vulnerable Bruce, flirtatious Bruce. We see this kind of, you know, fallible, still learning Bruce in that truck sequence. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a nice contrast to the way Batman is typically presented, in which he is an expert in all He's things. He's a god, essentially. Right. Yeah. 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 Question for you on an element of, so Bullock specifically. Yeah. And I asked you this question as we were watching, and then we didn't explore it because I wanted to save it. Have we seen Bullock on film? I think in The Dark Knight, one of the cops is Bullock. One of the cops, I think maybe the one, is he one of the when corrupt they bring cops? In, okay. I, I can't, or when they bring in Joker? Is, is Do you that, think it's maybe like, here's the nod to, yeah, we know he's important to some people. If only we had one moment, some tool some people. that would allow us to access the combined knowledge of humanity. Dark Knight. Hey, look at that. No. no, no. According to the interwebs, yeah, we have not seen them yet. We have not seen them. So who is the cop? So I'm clearly misremembering the corrupt cop played by the Greek character actor who plays Bobby Elvis. Are you and talking Sons- about Mark Boone Jr.? Mark who Boone plays Jr. Flask. Flask. I see Bullock, and I think Flask because Mark Boone Jr. is this kind of big burly guy, mm-hmm. and Bullock is presented as this kind of old school like big the beat ox. cop. Yeah. yeah, the beat cop. Uh, not the same character. No, it is not. Got it. Flash is a corrupt cop. It, so Bullock is is a Bullock is not, is a, not corrupt a corrupt cop. cop. Got it. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. To the point where everyone else turns a blind eye to this guy dressing up like a bat and punching people in the face. He's like, "I'm sorry, we're police officers." 
All right. We should be stopping this guy. Listen, I can respect that. You know, I wish. So I remember when when it came out. So Christian, so we Casey, which we're going to share. Casey brought a prop tonight. One of, the, <laughs> one of the action figures from the animated series. And you can tell by the look of the figure, it's the animated series. Christian owned, because he was the right age, you know, Christian born in 98, w- was in that era where the Batman action figures exploded. There oh, were like yeah. the cyber Batman, like all, there were so. Batman Beyond would have been. Yep, I well, remember having Batman so, yeah. Beyond. Sure, sure, the, sure. The Return of the Joker I wish that got a theatrical release. It didn't. I remember because I bought it on VHS for Christian when it came out. It's our fucking podcast. It's uh, technically we, this same universe. It's technically the same. So maybe we'll do that one as a bonus episode. Because I, have you ever uh, seen the the PG-13? No. Uh, it's being okay. added to Thor's helmet. <laughs> okay. All right. Because holy shit. I'm going to spoil it for you guys. Casey... Oh, dies. And you're like, what the fuck Man, just I wish happened? I saw that when I was younger. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, it took them a couple years to release yeah, it, but it Lord. is so good. And that's but, pretty much the only difference. But it's well worth being on our list. Well, our, then we may need to make an executive decision. I mean, We're making it right now. Y- yeah. It's going in the helmet. I mean, let people, you know, we're, oh, listen, you know what? we'll let Let's the voice that. of the TSA. We haven't done a poll in a while. Yeah, we'll do a poll. Yeah. Did you always see Bruce in Batman Beyond? Was that Paul Newman to you? Well, now it is. <laughs> that's really? Oh, like from the moment I saw it, I'm like, oh my God, that's Paul Newman. Like there, no, there I just he thought is. it was just Bruce. No, no, no. I mean like who, And if they did a you, Batman who, Beyond movie yeah. now, cast Kevin Conroy as Batman. <laughs> he's older. He's, <laughs> he's aged in the role. He's not as old in that he's like 90. But Sure, sure. Or like 78, I think is the actual age. Uh, you're near. Yeah, there you go. Um, but he's got the voice. He just has to sit there. Right. <laughs> Come on. It's Direct perfect. emissions. All right. Okay. That's fair. Um, hey, we should probably get back to this one, right? Oh, that's all yeah. getting cut out. That's, that, that'll be... Uh, that'll be bonus. That'll be... Well, some of it won't. Yeah, some of it won't. Yeah. All right. So at this point... Go ahead. Yes. Have they not... Uh, was Bruce not practicing in this yard? This is, right. So yeah, this so is the post-truck no, heist, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's... Yeah, so Bruce is just practicing some of his... Jiu-jitsu, he's proud to say, and you know <laughs> Alfred is commenting on it. So busting his balls too, which is nice. He was. Uh, however, I would point out that he was not practicing jujitsu. He Uh-oh. was doing strikes. Those are big martial jiu-jitsu. arts guy here. Well, no, but no, but jujitsu was this Casey fighting the Casey striking method. KSM. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was not jujitsu. He was doing like hand strikes. I'm like, no, that's not jujitsu. Triggered. What would you say he was doing? Uh, he was, I would say, a, a karate style, you know, Kenpo. Or I believe it's pronounced Ken. karate. I wasn't, I thought about it and discarded <laughs> that as an option. Um, <laughs> so, a scene that we will see echoed again Batman begins. So, I'm assuming this must be a year one thing. Alfred pointing out, I read about your anonymous exploits this morning, and I must say, are you sure you won't reconsider rugby? Yeah. Which Michael Caine will broach to polo. Christian Bale in, ba- in Batman Begins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um. We, oh God! It's been a long time since I read Year One. I feel like we're gonna have to like. There's. I mean, this is the second movie with deep. I think I read ties to it. I think I'm then the most recent person who read Year One. I don't. Does he? He doesn't say anything about it. I don't remember it, but then we, we, we could also. 
I'm slowly making this just the Batman podcast. There's an Fuck. animated there's an animated Batman year one movie too. Oh, and I didn't I get the theatrical release. No, but I think oh, I know what I'm doing. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> oh. Our rule um, is a theatrical release, which is why the movie that was originally pulled by Danny didn't make it because we realized it didn't have a theatrical release. But even know? though it had a goddamn Batman in it, it didn't have a theatrical uh, this release. Might, this might sway you. Do you know who does the voice of Jim Gordon in Batman Year One? Well, oh. If it's if it's Gary Oldman, then I'm saying yes right no, now. It's okay, well, then, then it's no. better. It's better. Why? What? It's Brian Cranston. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Oh, that's good stuff. Brian, let I should be Lex Luthor in, in the DC don't, modern please, please let's not film universe. Oh, Cranston, let's not get into that. Let's put that as a bonus, as a potential bonus episode. Let's put up another poll. We'll put up another poll. All right. So we got some polls. So he's doing that jujitsu. And then, yeah. you know, <laughs> Andre. And, yeah, Andy comes by. I know it's animated. So it, maybe the cringe wasn't as bad because of that. But when, I know where you're going. And when he goes, yes, it was. When she goes, what are you practicing? He goes, jujitsu. And she goes, Gesundheit. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's goes, not, that's right. not, that's, 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 not that's that, up please. there with the way they animated the Asian woman. I was, I was like, like oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, she's racist? We did that. <laughs> a little we bit. We did that. Uh, it does, though, feed directly into another trope, which we just saw in Daredevil, which is the superhero's love interest is a physical rival to him. Oh, yeah. Right? So... Um, she clearly has had some training. I think she references a couple classes at the Y or something. Yeah, self-defense. Mrs. 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 Yeah. yeah. But uh, again, they have this exchange. This comes off better than the than the Matt Murdock Electra fight <laughs> in the playground scene. The playground yeah. scene. Oh, boy. This is a better one. So uh, yeah. So he sweeps the leg. You have a problem with that, no, Cincy? An illegal move. It's it's, it's clearly illegal. <laughs> and then he gets on top of her. Holds her hands down. I'm like, Bruce, no means no. No means well, no. she said. Jesus Christ. You know how to dance. I thought maybe that was a little, you know, hey, I don't know. Whoa. But she's <laughs> clearly trying to get away from him. I'm like, in, especially in today's climate, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, that's this is problematic. <laughs> There's some notes maybe for updating the movie that I'd put that on the list. I loved yeah. Alfred's reaction, though. <laughs> loved it. Oh. He's like, yeah. That, so you know, casual. You know what, unfortunately for Alfred, poor Alfred, that's not the first time he's seen Master Bruce doing something extremely disturbing, and he simply <laughs> turns around and walks out of the room. He, ooh, and that's just right, walks away. That's right, that's right. So then we're back into the actual time of the film, and it's this graveyard scene, yeah? That's the next thing? Yes, we're back in the graveyard. Super fucking creepy. Yeah, uh, really, really well done of making you very uneasy that whole scene. And using appropriately the PG rating. I mean, the so, goon was watching this with us, but yeah. and he, he never was, he he was fine. He was fine, but I mean it was it was not your normal cartoon in Right. Opinion. It's this guy, he, he's he was a great big fat person. He was a great big fat person. And his name I'm offended. So, <laughs> uh so this is Bronski. Bronski, yeah. Comes to Chucky's grave. Chucky Saul. He's got the wreath. He's like, Chucky, Chucky. Throws it down. You always were a loser. Very respectful. Did, did, fuck that's, you. That's how you know he's a criminal. He's <laughs> right. Not, he's very disrespectful. Then don't come to the grave. But then we hear this spooky sound. Bronski. <laughs> and the phantasm is back. Bruski. <laughs> Bruski. Buzz Bronski. Your angel of death awaits. Now... The Phantasm, interestingly, has some abilities that were never going to get answered in the cartoon. 
Uh, I, they're never answered anywhere else because this is the only appearance it's of the, the phantasm. <laughs> so the phantasm travels with this cloak of fog, right? At one point, uh, as the the phantasm is chasing down Bronski, Bronski's trying to fight back. He finds a you know a, clearly a grave digger's pickaxe. Mm-hmm. You know, tries fighting him, throws it at him, and apparently passes right through the phantasm's chest. I'm like, what are these powers? Like, what well, it's this is the one where there's like smoke that comes up. It goes through, and then and then, and then he's there. The he's there, still there, unharmed. Yeah. What? So, no, we have no clue. But the next death in the movie then is uh, Bronski is in the in this grave, clawing, taking- trying to claw his way. It is this. I think this scene above most everything else in this movie mm-hmm. definitely started them by saying, "Hey." This movie's probably going to be PG. Like, this is really disturbing imagery. You know, more so than the death at the beginning where the the gangster's car drives. Yeah, you you see the car. It's implied. I don't know if he just died. Or dead, rather. I I don't know if he died. Until they're at the grave. Oh, oh, he didn't make it. Yeah. Right. But this one is horrifying. This massive uh, weeping angel from Doctor Who. (laughs) Don't blink. He apparently, you know, if you're looking at it, they won't attack you, but it can still be pushed over and it's still a thousand pound statue because this thing goes <laughs> toppling into the grave, crushing Bronski. And now we've got another dead gangster. So Bronski's his bodyguards. They're back at the car. They're like, I think I heard something. Are you yeah. sure? No, it I'm takes sure them forever nothing. to get there. And they get to the grave and see Bronski has been smushed. And who do they see in the middle distance? Who they think is the Batman. The Batman. My right. question was like, I wonder what would happen to these two guys, you know? Is, is this turning into an acceptable excuse? Just like, ah, well, we got there. Batman seemed to be leaving. So, you know, whatever They're not going to get happened. hired for a while. They've been blackballed. Yeah. <laughs> so these two are going to have a tough time updating their resume. I think yeah, that's oh, important. The, you know, it's... They're going to be on LinkedIn for a while. Uh, for a while. For a while. They're going to be really... Like, click on it and be like, oh, are these the guys that I Bronski think, died? I think Bronski... Yeah, oh. I don't know. Mm, no. yeah, we'll just pass. Yeah. They, they're going to be really exaggerating. They're, they were really yeah. good at Excel. Really good. <laughs> that's, that's right. So... Uh, we then see a, this aged mobster sitting alone in this massive room, sees the newspaper headline that Bronski is dead and Batman must have been the, the killer. And he freaks out, clutches his chest, goes for the oxygen mask. Holy shit, this is disrupting the criminal fabric of Gotham City because Batman doesn't kill. But holy shit, he's killing now. I totally, at first, now I'm totally generalizing here i saw an old white guy cool mustache sitting in a chair i thought it was alfred i was like you know this is awesome <laughs> alfred's enjoying like his fancy drink and i really did think it was finally alfred. all alfred the way it's a day off all the way until he reached for the oxygen and was wheezing i was like all right that's not him but i thought it was going to be alfred who reads the newspaper and sees batman killed someone else and like freaks out and runs into the Batcave. That's where my mind went. That's not an interesting story. Because Sir Bruce, we talked about this. Yeah, that'd be interesting. He he goes and gets like the final solution, like the <laughs> like he the, which the, would like, just be a giant shotgun. Of <laughs> final yeah. solutions in the Batcave. Uh, why were there rapiers in the Batcave? In a later scene, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but uh, there were he was polishing rapiers. Why does Batman keep rapiers in his Batcave? Batman's That's skill. from. Uh, this episode, I believe, I'm, I'm jumping sorry, on a limb. You need to adjust I'm, I'm your jumping on a limb, but I think this came out after. No, it didn't. Never mind. 
Nope, because Shadow of the Demon was right, season it was, three. So it was right in the beginning of the, of the series. series. So I was wondering why. Um, that was, there's got to be some. I, I'm sure there is. Isn't it because Bruce studied all forms of initially sport combat? Yeah, I guess I'm yeah. before thinking, progressing yeah. to yeah. combat. So style. pretty much the animators were like, we got to have Alfred do fucking something. Right. <laughs> How does he spend his days? And there's no, there's no giant penny. There's no dinosaur at this point. So back at the grave site. Batman has resumed, and you know, second time in the movie, world's greatest detective. Right. And what does he find? He finds more of the the goobity gop residue. <laughs> Fancy stuff. Science, science, <laughs> the, science. As I affectionately call it on Star Trek, techno babble. That's right. Um, and he's like, he's like, got like a dictaphone, and he is. That's, is, is this like the blind pianist? It's like the blind pianist. <laughs> how you know? We talked earlier about how current iterations or modern iterations of Batman's are yes. taking things from previous Batman's. Sure. Yeah. I love how in Arkham Knight and stuff and all the different Arkham game series, oh, yeah, he's yeah. always kind of talking to himself. And you, if you kind of zoom around, he's talking to a little like handhold, you know, a little thing like that. Mm-hmm. It's you see a that in the comics. Yes. Is yeah. that really what it's called? A dictaphone uh, is what it's called. Yes. And that like, yeah. but, um, <laughs> I really like that. You know, that's, you can kind of see that progression. It's a, you know, it's not just Batman does that just for no reason. It's a nice way. Yeah. You know, and even to the comics, right. a lot of the times when yep. Batman is monologuing in the comics, it's written like it's uh, a shorthand written down on a, on a journal. Yeah. Like sure. at the end of a night, let me make sure I got everything. Let me write this real quick. Captain's log. Stardate. Right? It's, I was it's, thinking it's like it's a that, scientist. It's the same thing. Uh, the autopsy, is. right? So you have a microphone hanging. You're... You're dictating the to dictaphone. The dictaphone. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, while he's at the gravesite, in addition to finding a chemical residue, he also stumbles upon something else. This is problematic. Uh, okay. This All is right. gonna be my word for the episode. Okay. So he's dressed as Batman, walks up to Wayne Grave, yep, stares at it for a second, sees Andrea at her mother's grave. Right. She sees her Andrea says <gasps> You saying it's Batman. No. Yes. I'll tell because you okay. then yep. he runs away. She turns around, sees that it's the Wayne thing, and what does she say? Bruce? Okay. Oh, That's where okay. she figures yep. it out. Now. She's that quick, though. Pretty quick. Here's my question. We're going to jump to the end. Yep. Bob. Spoiler alert. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Andrea is the Phantasm. What a twist. Does she know Bruce is Batman from step one? No, she clearly cannot until that moment in the graveyard. That moment. And so does then that throw her plans off? Does she go, oh, shit, Batman is my long lost love? No, because when Bruce, and I say Bruce, you know, when Bruce in Batman costume begs her to give it up and she says no. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it doesn't. She didn't know that until that moment in the graveyard, but that doesn't change anything. Yeah. She is so bent on vengeance mm-hmm. that. Her love will, you know, the the love she had for Bruce, you know, is irrelevant. Okay. You know, another point, I thought you were going to have an issue with why is Batman, who's clearly Batman, why is he hovering over the Wayne grave? You know, why yeah, is that's he, what I, yeah, that's why I was going he, first. You know, why is he kind of mm-hmm. He's giving it away? <laughs> that's what I had originally <laughs> thought too. But if you think about how Batman thinks of himself as Batman, right? This is, you know, it's a little kid in this. Man's body that can beat the crap. There's a lot. That's the reason why on. we all need therapy, right? To exactly. move past the things that happen um, to us as children. Yeah. Right. And what I think <laughs> gives that scene a little more reality or some kind of sense Grounding. within the world. Yeah. Grounding, exactly. Is that if you think of Batman or Bruce, whatever, Batman's his true identity. 
how fitting that this, you know, this child that's still living in the shadow of his parents cannot help but be drawn to their grave, you know, because that's, he's not putting on a mask like Bruce where he has to think about what he does. If this is who he naturally is, he doesn't think anyone's that's there. That's a natural reaction. He just naturally gravitates towards it. You know, it kind of, maybe I'm uh, doing too no. much headcanon for this, but well, I, to me, it, it kind of made sense. The only thing is that it seems like he stumbles upon it. And yeah. if you're Batman, you know exactly where that I grave agree. is. I agree. That was a little too much. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Interesting. evening, we, lady. Honey, we raised a geek. Sadly, he likes DC Comics. He's pretty good. He took some notes. <laughs> I wish you, I wish you'd watch it with us. I'm look, I, I really want the Queen's counter commentary. I know. I just can't sit through these. Okay. This is an hour and sixteen minutes. I this know. is a short one. This, this is, is super short, and it's. But you're not going to watch most of these movies. Right. So, do we maybe? Maybe there's a different way. Maybe it's less about the particular movie. So maybe we've got, hey, we're watching ba- a Batman animated movie. And you give us two minutes of your thoughts on Batman. Uh-huh. You That'd know, be like- kind of cool. <laughs> it sounds like a no, but I think it'd be kind of cool. No, I'm, I'm saying like... I'm saying like... Because, <laughs> oh, I thought... I, but the, no, because the... The hard no from, it, from Aubrey on the that The stuff one. Aubrey uh-huh. gives yeah. us... No. Listen, all I'm telling you is the five minutes I watched that movie... Wait, wait stop, stop, wait, please. So I watched about maybe 10 minutes of this movie while I was eating dinner. I'm not a huge fan of the superhero cartoon movies anyways, probably because I've had to watch a lot of them. (laughs) My biggest problem that I had with this movie is that I didn't like the way the women were drawn. And every time they were, you saw them from the back, they just had like these, this very like, I just got off a horse kind of stance. So I feel like whoever- So to be fair, to be fair, you saw the cocktail party at Wayne Manor scene right. with the woman who I think played a middle linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, she did. Yeah, but she didn't look that way from the front. And then all of a sudden, it's like the cartoon guy just forgot how to draw people. <laughs> but the problem that I have with Batman cartoons in yes. general is that he's just so sad all the time. <laughs> he just like walks around and he's just like, well, I, I don't Ooh, think- I'm Batman. But do you watch a Batman cartoon expecting like happy, happy, joy, joy? I, well, I'm just like, this is for kids. Like, perk up a little. Uh, well, I'll, I'll add. To be fair. Then maybe we need to add in the uh, animated Batman movie that is Batman 66, because that is happy Batman. Oh, that means I have to watch another 10 minutes of another <laughs> Batman movie? Another whole yes. 10 minutes. Another whole 10 yes. minutes while yes, I'm eating dinner? Yes, it does. <laughs> I think that's exactly what this means. All right. Well, when you pull that one, you know, yeah. I'll have dinner. Okay. And as long as it takes me to eat dinner. Yo, that's what we got. That's how so much of the movie is, I'll this, watch. This is, yeah, so go. this is how, this is this how is we're going to do this. Work. So it's it, how much time is Aubrey willing to give the movie? Ooh, yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and this one got about 10 minutes. This one got about 10 minutes, which I think, to be fair, was longer than that horrible movie about the blind guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you watched more of Daredevil, but that was because we were watching it in the den where the treadmill was, and you were running, and you were literally a captive audience (laughs) at that point. Yes. But I think you you may have have started running blindly, so you didn't have to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Were you making a blind joke? I believe it was a blind joke. joke. You son of a bitch. Yeah, we're getting letters on that one, kids. Well... Only calf writes letters. Emails. Tony. Okay, uh, well, you. on that Th- note. <laughs> Thanks, Aubrey. Thanks, Aubrey. Anytime, guys. I love you. <laughs> oh, 
Anytime she said it. She said it. <laughs> well, within the 10-minute confine. Yeah, there you go. I was so close. Thank you. Uh, I'm the guest here tonight. If we can uh, go back to me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Where the hell are we in this movie? <laughs> uh, I can tell you. Hold on. Okay, so... Andrea, uh, so we are at the gravesite where we have different opinions on as to you know when she recognizes where, but that that has happened now. Yeah, and now we're back into another flashback. We're yep. back to another flashback. Uh, no, 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 no. We're not at the World's Fair. Nope, we are at uh, Batman is the world's greatest stalker because he's oh, literally right. on a Go fucking ahead. building <laughs> across Gotham, like peering into this restaurant right. where Andrea and. Uh, Arthur, the the corrupt councilman, uh-huh. are having dinner, and he's straight up stalking. No her. kink shaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I will say nobody fucking noticed Batman sitting on this. Like he is super <laughs> well lit in that shot where it's Arthur and Andrea right. eating dinner. He's and perfectly he's, framed. He I'm wants like, to be. No seen. one goes. Hey, that Batman's right across the street. You, you know what it is? It's in. I feel like in Gotham City. Uh-huh. If you're a regular dude, if you notice Batman, if you know what's good for you, you didn't see Batman. Nope. <laughs> I didn't true. see nothing. But Was that Batman? Nope. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so he's spying on, on Arthur and Andrea, and we know that'll come up later. Yes. Now we go to another flashback. Yeah. Take us to this flashback. So now we're at the Gotham World's Fair. Why does it need to be? The, wouldn't it just be the World's Fair? No, it's the Gotham World Fair. But when they had him in New York, it wasn't the New York World's Fair. It was the World's Fair. But this is the Gotham World Fair. Fuck it. It should be called something else. And there's a lot of points in this movie for some weird reason. Words are cut off. The sign says Got World's Fair. It doesn't say Gotham. I'm like, we all know we're in Gotham. This is not something you need to hide. It's Gotham hiding. Uh, The only note I have about this. It's a Gotham note. It's a Gotham note. Sorry. Did you did you catch when he's looking at the car of the future? I, I yep. wrote that down. Yeah, that it is the Batmobile. It's the Batmobile, yeah, just with different fronts to it. Yeah, so now it's, it's kind of a mixture of what they use on the show and the Batman sixty six. Sure, and the and I now see. I you're see literally this. holding it in your hand. I'm literally holding it in my hand. So this is clearly exaggerated, but I also see the bones of the eighty nine Michael Keaton. You know, sure, because Tim Burton 80, because, Batman, right? Uh, Batman '89 had already happened. Sure, so they're and they're like, that. yeah, yeah. So I, that elongated, it is not the tank of the tumbler, right? Or of the of the uh, Snyder. Sure, yeah. sure. It's not that. It is this exaggerated, mm-hmm. you know, stretch sedan. It's just one step further. But awesome. um, so that was really all I had to say about the um, the World's Fair. Except at the end, Bruce agrees to meet Andrea's dad. And she uses a cell phone in his car. And I'm like, what time period does this movie take place? Because even in 1993, when this movie came out, cell phones in cars were not that common. Like, he's super rich. They were bag phones, right? It's a bag. Yeah. It was the bag, right? The canvas bag. Yeah. bag yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother my mother had one of those. Did you really? The bag phones, yeah. I think we had one, too. The only reason we had any of this technology growing up is because my dad sold it. That, right. <laughs> well, he sold the parts that were inside of it. So I pretty wonder. much what I'm saying is my dad was Iron Man. That's right. <laughs> so let's so let's talk about that. Oh yeah. Who do we meet so next? The, so the world but the World Expo, right? Oh. Or the Gotham Expo. So you know, this moment in history, right? The the I'm sorry, the, Todd, the, is this the point where you try and make this a Marvel movie? I'm yes. I'm, listen, All right, go ahead. We are we are our Marvel to DC ratio is dangerously perfectly skewed. Fine. It's dangerously <laughs> skewed. 
Look, you know, once we get into the MCU sequence, it's all you know, rainbows and sunshine. Iron Man Two. Listen, I'm okay. Thor: with The Iron Dark Man World. Too. I'm okay with Thor: The Dark World. Uh, really? I am. Wow. Really? I am. Wow. You want to see fanboying? Oh, oh. Yeah, hey, drink, hey! Drink that Kool-Aid, That's buddy. Right. Easy, guys. Now, I don't think they're, they're not stealing from it, but the you know the look of that is they're going into the Gotham uh, World Fair, right? World Fair, yeah. Uh, you know, like Captain America: The First Avenger. It's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard Stark with the, I mean, even the car of the future, right? Mm-hmm. With the repulsor technology. The repulsor, yeah. I mean. It's so iconic the the robotic statues which we'll see later at the Stark World Expo mm-hmm. in Iron Man 2 which is a better movie than you give it credit for. You know, again the, all these kind of like um we'll get there. set pieces that we see time and time again. So, yeah, uh interesting thing. And again, not a side of Batman that we're used to seeing like Batman as the nervous suitor. Yeah, he's going to meet his girlfriend. Nervous suitor, he's excited. Father. Yeah. yeah. Cuz he hasn't Technically, become Batman. Yeah, yet. a real human. Yeah, a full human. Again, the voice work that Kevin Conroy does. Yeah. is it's a it's a third it's a fourth version of Bruce. It's his voice is a little higher. It's got a little more happiness to it, which will play into a great scene in a couple minutes. Sure, but it's a different version of Bruce. So he goes to meet Howard Stark. Oh, Casey. I'm sorry, <laughs> That's right. Carl uh, Beaumont. Carl Beaumont. Voiced by the amazing Stacy Keach. Character actor. Some larger roles played Mike Hammer, who was an iconic kind of gumshoe PI on some, I think those were primarily TV movies. I think so yeah. he's, he's typically the hard ass. He wonderfully played the comedian Chris Titus's father on his self-titled <laughs> Titus, uh, yeah. Titus uh, sitcom. Brilliant. And yeah, he's, he's a great actor. Oh, God, he's so good. And you hear it in this. I was like, oh, is this all we get of him? Like, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. So he's not Howard Stark, although he looks like him. Oh, we yeah. But he's, he's a financier. Mm-hmm. So it's clear he's a money guy, right? right? He's talking to Bruce. I tell you, Bruce, I do a lot of financial planning. When it comes to money, you can't take the future for granted. But all the money in the world means little if you don't have loved ones to share it with. Nothing's more important than family. Yes, Mr. Beaumont. Carl. But everything else, he's fucking Howard Stark. Right. And then who shows up? Shady guy with a shady mustache. That's and that shady guy with the shady mustache oh. is? Trashy. Valestra. A young Valestra. Young Valestra. Young Valestra. <laughs> That's right. With uh, chain smoking. So a little foreshadowing of using the oxygen mask. That's right. And <laughs> That's right. he's like, if Mr. Valestra says he has an appointment, Virginia, then Mr. Valestra has an appointment. That's what I like about your pop kiddo. He knows his priority. And there's one guy that wears a little bowler hat who's always smoking in the background. We haven't really quite figured out who that is yet. It's going to be important later on. So then the next scene, right? We don't have any. Uh, the, you know, it. so for me, it was iconic and, and the oldest person here. But uh, Michael Pere, famous for the Eddie and the Cruisers movie. Mm-hmm. Also famously star of Streets of Fire. <laughs> it felt like the Streets of Fire sequence when he's fighting Willem Dafoe, this motorcycle gang, and it's this one guy on foot against this motorcycle gang. Yeah. Uh, the goon was very upset at the scene. He felt that the physics were totally unrealistic right. in the movie. Goon, you're not wrong. He's not wrong. So, uh, But how beautiful. Yeah. Is that shot of the final guy that Bruce is fighting? Yeah, he jumps up on the front yep. wheel fender and punches him square in the face. And there's that side shot 
of the two of them, him, the motorcyclist flipping backwards, and Bruce like in this crouched position. It's a great so shot. So yeah. great. You, you know what that is? That's the moment where you see, okay, he doesn't have a costume. He hasn't figured that out. But, but he's got the he is a dangerous man, right? Yes. Like there, there is something to this Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. that that is sets him apart from the rest of the, and he hasn't, the people. You know, he hasn't learned to mind his surroundings because that's right. another motorcyclist comes <laughs> beats a shit, cracks him, cracks him in the stomach with a baseball bat that breaks. So that breaks. So Bruce is dead, right? He's he's basically he's force, straight up dead. Yeah. One force trauma is going to kill him. Yeah. That's right. I thought it was very fitting though that he's doing quite well. I mean that stunt with jumping on the front of the motorcycle that was pretty good stuff. You know that's Batman level and in loafers too. That's right. Even that's more right. impressive. Italian and slacks and slacks um, and slacks. Right. How. Fitting to the rest of the story and, you know, the great role that the story has that he only loses it, you know, when he looks at her, you know, that, that's, that's true. Yeah. what makes yeah. him lose it. It's not anything else in him. He's distracted because of her. He's making then, sure she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Ouch. if he had just stayed in that Batman mm-hmm. mindset, he would have been just fine. Clearly. I mean, he just pulled that awesome acrobatic move there. So, I mean, chump change. Ouch. Way to go, Andrea. Wow. Holy cow. So, you know, that's a, a fun Scene again, we're seeing vestiges of who he, or I guess foreshadowing of who he's going to become. My favorite scene in the movie is actually the next one. It is the Batman we oh, yeah. have never seen. We've seen hints of it, right? We've seen hints of it in the Christian Bale, in the sort, sort of, yeah, yeah. But I would say not ever any better than what we saw there. The best line in the entire, maybe, maybe the best line we'll hear in a Batman movie. Period. I'm okay is with that. him saying, "I." Didn't I, I'm actually I'm like Kevin Smith level getting emotional about this right now. <laughs> I didn't count on being happy. Oh, he has all this I, I anger. Feel, I feel like that one. I I like the way you said that. Now I think you should drop in that whole sequence. It doesn't mean I don't care anymore. I don't want to let you down, honest. But but it just doesn't hurt so bad anymore. You can understand that, can't you? Please. I need it to be different now. I know I made a promise, but I didn't see this coming. I didn't count on being happy. He has all this anger and hatred towards the world for his parents dying. And I- suddenly he, he's ready to die for this cause. He's ready to possibly, if necessary, kill for this cause. I hate in this movie because it kind of ingrains in a bunch of nerds that don't really understand Batman. The Batman does not kill. Period. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. You read any comics, he's killed. Yeah. In the holiest of holies, listen all you Keaton lovers, Batman fucking kills in both those movies. Well, of course he kills he does. the Joker. Sure. And he and fucking that whole straight up murders yeah. one of those clowns in the beginning yeah. of the second one and smiles at the end of it. Casey. Back to this great movie. <laughs> okay. So this Batman is, is is full of anger and just ready for rage-filled life. And all of a sudden he meets this woman and the happiness catches him off guard. It is it's the saddest moment in any it, Batman film. The moment that struck me with that was that this aspect of Batman we've never seen, we see the Batman who is bargaining. Look, I can give money to the city. They can hire more cops. Let someone else take the risk. But it's different now. So he has regressed in the stages of grief. 
He's mm-hmm. at the bargaining and yeah. the vulnerability. So very look, different. I love Man of Steel because that's a, that's this human vulnerable Superman. This I've never a, seen a more vulnerable Batman. And how how weird that it is a animated. This I, this is the Batman that gives me the most emotional pull, and it is a cartoon Batman. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I, straight up, one hundred percent. I love that he's just so tortured. You know, I mean, yeah, it, that's just so defining of Batman's character, and he's not edgy. He's not well. You know, the, no part of Batman is well or okay. It's obsessive. It, it's not okay. So what I really liked about this film in it, that last scene just kind of defined it, is that Batman is kind of half in, half out. He's not full nihilistic, you know, nothing matters or else mm-hmm. he wouldn't keep doing this. But he's also not willing to move on and accept life. So he he's just straddling this line. And it, like I said, he's not well. I even underline that because it's just not, <laughs> you know, no part of him is well. And that is such a defining thing especially because his parents never made him promise anything. This is all self-inflicted. Right. You know, he, very well done. Kudos to everyone involved in this movie. It is the emotional reaction of a child to death. Absolutely. Who cannot, right, who's never moved past that defining moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so I had this note. uh, So, Casey, you are one of the G's I. (laughs) This is the moment where... Batman is Jesus asking God to take this burden away from him. He is, he's on the cusp of becoming the goddamn Batman. And he is begging for it to be taken away from him. Please give him the opportunity for happiness, the opportunity for a life. It's almost like he can see down the road, if I continue on this path and I decide I'm going to become the Batman, which he has not figured out. But if I continue fighting crime, there's no coming back. He sees sure, it. So this sure. is his moment for happiness. Can he make it happen now? Somebody give him a sign. Please. Tell me that it's okay. It's, and Andrea it's... says to him, Maybe they already have. Maybe they sent me. That's so, so good. So, so good. Yeah, all right. So we love it. Okay. So there's that. And you pointed out as we were watching, that's a meme. There's a Batman meme. Well, when it comes back, you see like the water coming all over his face. So, so yeah, it's a famous meme. Let's try that again. Well, not famous. It's a meme <laughs> of like sad Batman in the rain. In the rain. Um, we'll find it and we'll put it up. And, yep. You know, it's up there with the Batman approves one. All right. So we we fast forward ahead. So Valestra is old I Valestra. I, I believe we all just tipped our hand to one of the questions at the end of this. <laughs> I think so. I think so. So old Valestra uh-huh. is panicking over the idea incorrectly, but the idea that he has that the Batman is killing now. The Batman does not kill. He is in right. full freak the fuck out mode. And he, he pulls up to the councilman uh, uh, Reeves, Reeves, Arthur, right? So we see that he's in league with him. Okay, so we knew he was a douchebag. Now mm-hmm. we, know, we know that he's a corrupt douchebag, yeah. which is even better, because <laughs> we're not going to feel bad when he goes down. So he's 45. No collusion. Oh, oh no. Um, but then we see, and you know, I didn't know what he was doing. My third Batman as detective, right? Tracing the makeup of the the business group that. Oh right, and he finds the, he finds yeah. the names. And he's like, he oh well, there are a ton of names thrown out there. So yeah. I, I just kind of yeah. Bronski was the second one. The first one was Chucky Saul. Chucky Saul, and then, then the Bronski, third one was Valestra. The- Again, world's greatest detective. He's on the case. Now we go to the flashback of. A Bruce that we've never seen in any Batman movie. In any Batman, Batman proposing. movie, proposing. Yes. Well, he 
just proposed to yep. Catwoman. That's in the a, yeah, very That's recent. Not, we're not gonna. But, <laughs> but fuck Casey, that. Casey, haven't that we talked about the so fact that we acknowledge stupid. that the comics a lot of still exist? Are big fans of that. I'm kind of curious to your thoughts. Different time. Nope. No. Okay. There's my thoughts. Dating, fine. I'm not. I'm not a fan of what they're doing. Go ahead. You know, so I, now I'm assuming the answer is no. None of that, I'm assuming, is canon. Andrea Beaumont is not a character yeah, no. from she, okay, she she's purely for this okay, movie. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So oh, after, we're talking about the proposal scene? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Where he doesn't actually say the words, will you marry me? He kind of proposed the same way I proposed to my wife, just kind of produces the ring and is like, I'm very uh, nervous right now. I kind of liked it. it You're welcome, fitting. Danny. You know, because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bruce really doesn't know how to be Bruce, you know? He doesn't. You're right. He he doesn't know how to be. He's just kind of awkward. Like, yeah, I bought you a huge ring. But he literally says, like, oh, I don't know how to do this. I'm not not good at this. He doesn't (laughs) even has the awkward hair thing. Like, yeah. uh, yeah. Will you at least let me try to talk you out of it? Bruce. Wait, please. Oh, never mind. I'm no good at this. Here, you'll get the idea. What do you say? Of course I will. I never thought this would happen. I, I always felt like like I'd thrown you a curveball, like you never knew what to do with me because I wasn't in the plan. You are now. I'm changing the plan. As soon as he nope. makes that declaration, mm-hmm. like he's going to change the plan, boom, bats come up. And it's like... Out of the bat game. Right. It's like, Out right. of what will be the bat game. Sure. Just genius uh, writing in this movie. It's great because he looks at it in terror. I might, yeah, this might be a point where I suggest that the symbolism is a little bit obvious. How dare you? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm not on. sure if my, you know, if I'm able to agree with that because you know it might be fair. But on the other hand, I mean, it's come on, it's, it's Batman. Batman. It's Batman. Okay, all right. Are you dense? It's a goddamn Batman. <laughs> so she goes home. Right. She's all that happy. Bruce goes with her, drops her off. Who's there? Looks bad. There's a biz- cigarette. He business partners ah. that really creepily growls. But one piece that I actually did write down, and this is kind of where it all culminated and made me think of, and later on in all the other flashback scenes, I thought this as well. Uh-huh. Notice how, and uh, Zack Snyder might want to take note of this, vibrant the <laughs> wow, colors are in the flashbacks. Maybe I'm just projecting here, but in all the flashbacks, the landscape, what everyone's wearing, it's very colorful, right? And then when you get back to the modern time, granted, it's also at nighttime a lot of times, it, it's pretty muted. You know, it's pretty darker and darker. Wow. I don't know so if it's just because it's nighttime. But you're saying that because now he's the Batman, es- it's, maybe, that's his world? Especially in the world of the future, where uh-huh. you see before, it's bright, bright colors. And now that's dilapidated. And even like the colors of like the robots are faded. Muted. Time and sure. Mm-hmm. It, all of it. The, the Joker might be the only vibrant part, which speaks to, and now I'm digging. I'm absolutely 12 feet in. It may speaks to just how the dualism between the two of them, you know, this magnetism of Joker being the only like bright part of the scenery, you know, it's Jesus, it's, man. Wow. This is no, such I, the I, contrary, you know? Yeah. But, but and, and then as soon as we're introduced to Joker in the next scene, so many times throughout this entire thing, I'm writing how perfect he is and the actions he does. What a beautiful mirror of Batman. Yep. And I feel like the colors, and this might be a stretch, maybe reflect that. That's all. Uh, right. and, and to piggyback on that, Piggyback, dovetail. I don't know which sure. one, which colloquialism we'll use. Pigtail. But pigtail, <laughs> to pigtail off of that, yeah. um, Batman, much like in Batman Begins, is very theatrical in his. You know, when he enters the room in that first scene, he lands and he flips the cape back. He's like, "I'm fucking Batman." You <laughs> know, right. he's right. there to to make his presence known. 
So is the Joker, but in a completely different, yep. terrifying way. And this is the perfect segue to get into, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Hamill. What? We can't go there yet. There's a bigger moment. Oh! So right. Bruce gets the ring back, which crushes him. Left with dad. Too young. Need time. Forget about me. Heavy moment for Bruce, right? The, the path he wanted has been denied to him. Not the biggest moment in the movie. The biggest moment in the movie. I feel like we see the Batman appear for the very first time. So Alfred is approaching Bruce mm -hmm. in the Batcave. We've already seen the utility belt. Mm -hmm. We see him pick that up, put it on. He has a cloak and we see... Some people call it a cape. Or a cape. We see Alfred stepping forward with this cowled mask. Mm-hmm. And he hands it to Bruce. Bruce puts it on. Well, first Bruce holds it in Hold his hand because that is sure. such an iconic shot yeah. in this movie. That is definitely going up on the post. Yep. Where he is just holding it and looking at like, this is it. Once I put this on, I am a different person from now on. This is my true self coming forward. He puts it on. Alfred's reaction. He is taken aback. Like Alfred physically recoils right. from the, the mo We don't see the Batman. We only We've see like an over-the-shoulder kind of yeah, shot. Yeah, we never see the full thing. I loved it. We I see loved the it. eyes, right? Yeah, the eyes through the I'm sorry, piercing. we, we never, we never, never observe Batman mm -hmm. as Alfred observes him. But right. we see all we need to in Alfred's reaction. Yes, we do. Which is wonderful. So good. So now, now as Valestra has, has gone to the current time Mm -hmm. Abandoned World Gotham World Fair. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Hamill enters this movie. Holy shit. <clears throat> As we did with Kevin Conroy, let's spend a minute talking about how he is just as iconic as the Joker as Kevin Conroy is as Batman. He's been sure. doing it just as long. Yeah. Any any video game you play with the Joker, it's him. Yeah. It's so good. And it is, again, when I read a Batman comic, if the Joker's in it, I hear Mark Hamill's Joker. So Mark Hamill is more broadly known as Luke Skywalker. Who? But is that because... Not familiar. <laughs> is that because we see Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker? If we saw Mark Hamill as the Joker, would this be his career-defining role? Well, if you watch the old 90s live-action Flash TV show where Mr. There Hamill... There was a 90s... Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah with John Wesley's ship. Nope. Um, he played a character called the Trickster. No shit. And it was proto-Joker. The voice and everything. It was like, oh, hello there, I'm the Trickster. Really? And he's actually reprised it on the modern-day Flash that's no on kidding. right now. Hmm. Just being like, yeah, he was this crazy villain in the 90s taking pictures from the 90s Flash TV series and putting him in this. Come on. Yeah, it's so cool. So how but does, yes, how if, does if, that if, performance if, hold up? Great. You know, I would say, growing up in the time of Christian Bale, Batman with Heath Ledger as the Joker, mm -hmm. you see a very different kind of Joker. So going right. back and reading A Death in the Family, um, just the Joker's outfit and everything, it seems too like, oh, this is really what he looks like. It's not so disheveled like Heath Ledger's. But when you hear Mark Hamill's performance... I think it perfectly encapsulates that older Joker, mm -hmm. you know, which is more comical and, you know, the Joker yep. with like disturbing. It's uncomfortable. Like you kind of want to laugh, but then you're like, it's just so many layers of it and complexity that really bring the character to life. Perfect example in this movie when Valestra grabs him and is like, you got to help me out. Yeah. And he goes, don't touch me, old man. I don't know where you've been. <laughs> 
You're just like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> well, he goes red like, behind him. Yeah, it know? goes red. It's super quick, but you see that Joker could pull out a knife right now and stab this guy in the eye and not think twice about it. You know, in the same way that this Alfred is like a transition from mm-hmm. the Batman 66, you know, posh British butler. Right. Right. To this, oh, he's that, but he's also breaking Bruce's balls. Mm-hmm. This Joker is the same dandy that Cesar Romero is exactly. in the Batman TV show, except that Cesar Romero never had this element of dread. Like, no, not you were at never all. afraid not of that Joker. Right. He's a bad guy because he, they tell us he's a bad guy. Right. This Joker is terrifying. fucking horrifying. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's almost like a dandy and buffoonish on top of being incredibly lethal and could stab you in a moment yeah. makes him even all the more horrifying. I mean, his jokes are funny. Like, yeah. truly, if you were to separate the context, it's kind of funny. Yeah. And then you realize that he could stab you. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At so, any but, second, yeah. And he does. Spoiler alert. So To Arthur. Todd. So he says, you've got to help me. He puts him in this, like, coaster ride back to the movie. Right. And they're going on this dilapidated ride through the future, and they end up at the fut- the home of the future. <laughs> the, the future from the old, the original fair, which is now this broken down, decrepit, yeah, it's, it's Gotham City. Right? <laughs> right? How dare you. Yeah, that's right. Gotham City has hope. Yeah, that's right. Um, Make Gotham City great again. Oh. oh, oh trigger, oh, son of abuse. <laughs> um, so I, my question. Yes. So they get to this place and Joker says to the robot that's just chopping away. What? Meatloaf again? Oh, I had it for lunch. That's generally funny. Yeah, it was a great joke, but yeah. it, that robot's his sex robot, right? Yeah, well, because he takes a little bit of the skin off and kind of looks at it and then puts it in his puts pocket. Puts it in his pocket yeah. for later? And that happens again and again. It does he makes it more jokes about that. Oh, uh, and... and <laughs> As someone who watched the cartoon and being <laughs> at the right age, I was like, well, what about Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn had been introduced at this yep. point. Oh, co- she had? Yeah. I was oh. like, wait a minute. What are you doing? He's, he's cheating on Harley. With a sex robot. Oh. Is it cheating if it's a robot? It is. What's the, what's <laughs> the more you, recent? Was there, well, I remember this more recent comic, I think, where Joker um, hangs Harley up. And she's, he says something along the lines of like, there were more of you before and there will be more of you after. Or there will be... More of you after, and you look around the room, and there's just a bunch of skeletons of like in Harley costumes. It's a pretty, it's a pretty recent comment. Oh, I don't know if that's mainstream, but what it's, the fuck it's is pretty, that? Is that Batman Metal? No, it's I don't. Okay. It's not Batman Metal. It, I think it's a Harley Quinn story specifically. Wow. But it was pretty like oh, I've always assumed that that is a that's a an abusive. No, that that's an oh, abusive, it's an abusive relationship. Well, yeah, that she is, knows that now. Yeah. She knows okay. that it's an abusive she's relationship. In fact, she's done with the Joker in the yeah. comics. Pretty good, what? pretty interesting stuff. Injustice yeah. is an interesting I, progression yeah, and, too. And definitely an injustice. She knows one of the main characters of Injustice. Sure, yeah. right? Because Joker is dead, but she has survived. Well, and you can see everything through her eyes. Pretty much a regular person. Oh. Why couldn't you have this love of Marvel comics? Cap is a great uh, character. I, uh, you son Har- of a me. I don't know no, where I was going with that. Okay, I'm offended. triggered. Triggered. Um, you know, again, moments that I wondered was a later movie influenced by the scene. So Valestra is begging Joker to kill the Batman to protect them, the criminals from the Batman. The I'm Dark like, Knight, yeah. The Dark Knight. Yeah, kill the Batman. <laughs> yeah. Except the only difference is Dark Knight goes to the criminals to say, I'll take care of him. 
you know, the the direction is different. You pay me, you, and I'll kill them. Yeah, like like he proposes it, where here Valester's begging and, him. And the opposite, he is offered this money, and the Joker says no. That's He's right. Like, I've got better things to do, which leads to the, the thing of the Joker needs the sure. Batman. Now, Batman is at Andrea's apartment. She clearly knows. She knows he's there. He's yeah. Bruce, right? Um, well, she knows he's there too. Because oh, yeah, she's um, uh, Arthur is, yeah. is there, and she gives him a very passionate Brush kiss up. to get him out out the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, she turns on the light, and what does she say to him? Uh, I I didn't get the line, but you're right. You, got, wait, wait, you have a suit or something, or you you have a was it something like you have a suit now or something? Uh, Casey, maybe we'll drop that in. So we meet again. I like the cape. Not sure about the mask, though. And just this whole scene, like, and I love the moment. It, it's almost, I guess it's not able to be portrayed in this because, A, it's animation, so they can't really get into intricacies, but it felt like there's a moment where Bruce goes, oh, shit, she knows. All right, I'm just keeping going. So the verbal sparring that happens there, mm-hmm. you know, that ends, Batman has lost. Oh, we don't he, see he that it. again. All these moments where you never oh, see where, a Batman. Where he says, You still following your dad's orders? And she says, The only one in this room controlled by his parents is you. And he's like, What are my phone doing? I have to take it's this. Off, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, somebody I know. Yeah. And this is where I put the note because that crying that Dana Delaney does, A, kudos oh. to Dana Delaney for being such an amazing actress. Right. Kudos to Andrea Romano for getting that performance of someone standing in a fucking booth. Yeah. It's There's so no, good. Like, there, Andre I'm going to have a hard time with the scene we would cut. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how you find, you know, 116. Well, so. Save it for the end of the podcast, Tom. That's right. Next scene. Now, Phantasm has gone to Valestra's mansion. He, the same massive room that we see Valestra in his easy chair mm-hmm. uh, reading the newspaper when he first learns that um, Bronski has been killed. Right. Phantasm closes in, but Valestra has already been killed. He's been killed with the Joker's toxin. La- laughing toxin, right? Mm-hmm. So he has the rictus, the grin, mm-hmm. and he has a camera with a speaker. Uh, the technology in this movie. So a two-way camera in what feels like the 40s. I'm like, right. when does this That's movie right. take place? Uh, but Joker is informing Phantasm that he's on to him. And, and, and well, first jo- he says, <laughs> Guess the joke is on me. You're not Batman after all. Looks like there's a new face in Gotham. And soon his name will be all over town. But he's will very willing to take out the Phantasm anyways. Mm-hmm. Looks like there's a new face in Gotham. And soon his name will be all over town. To say nothing of his legs and feet and spleen and head. Uh, Phantasm runs. As he gets to the rooftops, we see an iconic bat vehicle. The Batwing. The fucking motherfucking And this has got to be my favorite Batwing. Agree 100%. It's so sexy. I'm okay with that description. Yeah, it is like, like, and it's the one out of, well, I guess in, in, in uh, Batman v Superman, it kind of feels like it. But if you go with Bat- <laughs> Batman Returns mm-hmm. or Batman uh, <laughs> Batman Forever, right? Oh God! If you go with any of those, even Batman '89, yeah, those those planes are not taking off. Like the no. Batman '89 is the bat symbol. I'm like, that's not aerodynamic that's right. in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. This flying. is the most like I believe this could fly. It it, it just looks amazing. It, yeah, it, it, and it leads to what. Again, in 93, you know, I wonder, does this inform like almost every Batman movie that comes after it? 
the Gotham Police Department is chasing Batman through Gotham City. What a great chase. Like, it's know, a, again, be- it's a cartoon. I'm like, oh my God, what an amazing action sequence. How do I keep thinking I mean, that? before we <laughs> even get there, I just want to point out how brilliant the Joker's planning is. You know, the fact that he set up that camera, we kind of skirt over it real quick, but just to maybe drop this, I, mm-hmm. you know, this is why the Joker is such a perfect match. That took planning. You know, it wasn't just like he stabbed him out of rage He's that not- grabbed him. Though he was clearly enraged, you know, he he purposely set that up for a greater purpose, some kind of planning. You see mm-hmm. more planning in the later film, but just wanted to make sure. No, yeah, uh, this, I mean that's just a, that's just a well done, you know, like I, I, yeah. there's I motive, be- there's more to the. I believe film. in the comics they le- they put him as a what is the level level ten genius? Is that like uh, a super genius type yeah, thing? The way Something DC like yeah. ranks there, yeah. yeah, they've got like they're, they've got metas and they've got. Sure. Yeah. They even I think they list Joker as a Joker as a meta at this point. He he has to yeah. be, right? Yeah. Like he can't there's no way he could be such Based a long solely running on his intellect. Sure. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh so okay, so now the Batman shows up. Batman and Phantasm actually fight, but that fight is broken up by the appearance of the Gotham Police Department. I'm sad that they don't have the uh police blimps. <laughs> that are in the Batman the Animated Series. Classic, Classic police blimps. <laughs> you know, as you do. Because blimps are going to help patrol the city. Um, so question for you. Prior yes. to this point in the Animated Series, so during the during this chase, so Phantasm escapes. Mm-hmm. Batman is the focus of the Gotham Police Department. They are pursuing him, and they straight up open fire. Have we seen the Gotham Police Department shoot at Batman in the animated series prior to this. The first episode, right? Where he, On he, Leather Wings, it, yeah. Yeah, it makes it look like the, that one comic. The Is it year one where he's in the house and they are looking for him? Uh, it, it was similar did to that. Did they do that in On Leather Wings? Yeah, that's the, oh, okay. they do that as well. So like the house was... On Leather Wings, the it's the Mad Bat. They think Batman's doing all these crimes, yeah. but it's Man Bat. Oh, okay. so it's a similar sequence. Okay, so Different. not the first time that that happens in the series. Yeah, and in the series, it's it jarring is like, though. Like yeah. I'm okay in the Christian Bale when they shoot him. Okay, I'm good with that. But I'm like, well, this is still an animated. Not, series. I think in, in much like in the series, it's just like hand, no, it's not handguns because they, they can never they use handguns. Blown. They have Tommy guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was nineteen weird. Well, it, right. it's done that way because the Warner Brothers censors would not allow handguns. There's this great picture of that Bruce Tim, the director of this film, yeah. drew that has every bit of what they couldn't have in one shot. <laughs> it's Batman, and he's getting stabbed in the arm, and Joker's firing I, a gun. I feel like we need to find this. I've and got share. It. I, okay. I've, I've got this too. I've been doing some research. <laughs> But, and like Catwoman's naked. Um, Classic. It, it, but um, just like, send me that just for scientific purposes. Oh no! Um, and it's got it's got everything that you can, that they couldn't do on the show. It was pretty much like, it, uh, from what I understand, it was like in the animation office. Like, here are the nose. So they look to the list. Oh no! There it is. No, there we it can't is, do yeah. that. So yeah, I think that. But that, I think this is the first time you feel real. Danger from the police force yeah. towards Batman. Again, for this person without any superpowers or yeah. protection, no super armor. He's not Iron Man, right? He doesn't have armor. He's uh, not it, even uh, Dark Knight where he could take a, sure, a, sure. a side bl- uh, it, not A, uh, a glancing. Word? Move it along, guys. That's a really tense sequence. Like It's a great chase. It's really well done. So they're fighting. He's stuck in this um, building that's under construction. That we'll see in The Dark Knight when uh, yeah. Harvey Dent is... Uh, yeah. Right, and he uh, he ta- he smartly takes the cowl and cape, 
puts it on uh, yep. a sawhorse, sends it up on a on a rope, line, yeah. and they all shoot it and it blow it away. And he's running. So now he's running around with no mask. <laughs> so if he is caught, if they even it's catch him. up yeah. to him, they're going to be like, "Holy shit." Bruce Wayne's Batman. Great tension for this scene. And, and again, we don't often... Well, we'll see it later on in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. So what I think of Batman, the polished, strategic, genius crime fighter, right? Who always has seven layers of planning ahead. Mm-hmm. We never see like the Batman who's down to his literally his last trick. In this, in that scene, when he retreats after the mass, after the cowl and, and cape have gone up, mm-hmm. and it's Bruce... In the in the suit, but it's Bruce's bare face. You're like, holy shit! He is out of tricks. He has right. nothing left. I you love see that you kind of see the fear when he, he's running. Yes, in yeah. this cartoon, it sounds stupid to say, but you watch it, you're like, oh shit! He this is this vulnerable Batman. How interesting is it that in order to save himself, Batman has to you know strip away his mask, the most and his cowl, the most iconic pieces of himself well you know, she's played by of course That's who great. saves him right of course and that adds no, Andrea saves him yeah right. but but how like how deep does that go to like the core of this movie this film that you know he's stripping away who he thought he was that what a well done piece not only is like a tactical move to shoot the bat gun to save himself but sure that deeper a great level too trick right yeah mm-hmm. a great trick as well as like the what a brilliant little piece there because he could have done a ton of things you know where he throws a smoke bomb like batman always does or mm-hmm. you know right. great well point. said yeah Jesus. i get nothing yeah um so this scene is buttoned by andrea pulls up Hurry. he gets in they drive away and what's the last shot of this is just fucking sweaty <laughs> Bullock yeah. with the look of rage. <laughs> I was hoping that'd come back. It, it oh, come back but later. it was so, such a great moment of obviously this this man is out of shape. Bullock is not what you would call a classically handsome man, but he's he's <laughs> he's an out of shape cop. Yeah, he's, right? he's a lifter. But he is he so determined to get Batman that he has pretty much almost given himself a heart attack. <laughs> he he is a fan of the donut. He has done some damage to some donuts. All right. So oh, one thing I did want to point yeah, out when yeah. he's first chasing the phantasm when he's in, when Batman's in the Batwing. Yeah. He pushes a bunch of buttons and it says preset code 5. So that apparently means let me out. <laughs> yeah, then go park on the too. nearest build- <laughs> building. I'm like, how do you have that preset into your thing? He's the goddamn Batman. I'm the, I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh, in that chase, one more thing. Oh, okay. Blood. Oh. Never saw it on the cartoon. Oh, I did not notice that. He's, yeah. yeah, he's got the, he's he's got the bullet oh. ricochet on his arm. It's bleeding. His face is bleeding. It's... Well, you know, kudos for them for saying, okay, we're not doing two episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. We're, doing we're not doing a feature video, movie. Yeah. Like we're going to make it a use movie. that. Like that was uh, okay. I'm wondering if that's some of the stuff that was added uh, once they realized it was going to be a feature length film. Gotta be, yeah, because they're not doing that for if that's even like if it's part a one of the yeah. two part. Yeah, they're not doing yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So meanwhile, back at Stately Wayne Manor. <laughs> uh, so Andrea now tells Bruce the story of what really happened the night that she disappeared, the night that he got the ring back. Her father agreed to give. Valester the money he owed him the next day or else. So Howard Beaumont yes. begs for his life. Right. Uh, literally down from on hi- his knees. From Hydra. From oh, Hydra. That's right. <laughs> from the Winter Soldier. Too Spoilers. Soon. Oh, you son of a... And they buy it. They're just like, yeah, sure. I, I'm i sorry. If I'm a gangster, he says, This time tomorrow, on my mother's grave, as soon as the European banks open, I'll have the whole amount wired to you. Guess what? 
we're having a slumber party. That's right. If I'm that gangster, I'm like, all right, we'll just hang out here until the bank's open. <laughs> well, Don't fucking leave him. He's clearly going to run away. Pack a suitcase. We've got to get to the airport now. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem with <laughs> here's this. Here's the thing. Defi- here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> the problem with this defining conflict, first of all, is that there's no reason that it has to be a conflict. So once the gangsters leave, uh-huh. as Carl is explaining to Andrea of the predicament that they're in. I just used up the last shred of pity Sal Balestra has. And she says, But you said you'd have the money. His response is not, It's gone. I lost it. I stole it. I embezzled it. Oh, the yeah, market crashed. Yep. It's not. He said, It's not that simple. The money's tied up in investments. Could take weeks to free up. There's still wealth there. There is no reason, unless these gangsters are so... uh, If they are the ultimate street thugs who have risen to power, and they don't understand that just because you can't turn it into a dollar bill doesn't mean that it's not wealth. Right. The wealth isn't gone. It's not. He's not it's very liquid things. right now. They could um, spend a couple of minutes. Okay. On that. Let me yeah. see, let me a see minute. some uh, some letters showing you know our holdings. Let me get some corroboration. So yeah, that's another good. way to fix this scene. <laughs> that's right. It's totally, both both work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And he vows. I'm sorry, Andy. I just wanted a chance for you. I'll get you out of this. Somehow we'll be free of those guys. Whatever it takes. I have a valid point after this, but. We'll, uh, have you, we'll be the judge of have that. Have you Thank noticed you. all the assholes in this movie? They have cigarettes, they have cigars. He's blowing the cigar in Howard Stark's mouth. And then Howard when he's Stark. old, Howard Beaumont, when he's old, <laughs> he's vaping you. away from his oxygen container. This whole movie is anti tobacco and nicotine. But I he, think that is how they got away with it because we were starting in consequences. I mean, now, I think they've eased up on it. I can't really, I haven't seen every fucking movie, but there was a, a couple time, of years ago, yeah. it was if you smoke in a movie, even it's once, R. R rating. You've got to be 18 to buy cigarettes. 19, no, I think. No, I, 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 I got right? 20. Right, yeah. The depiction of this act alone is. When they make it cool and sexy, the, that's my Those problem. are different things. Those that's, are different the, things. The way that, that Christian is describing it is fine. It's a yeah, bunch of sleazeball gangsters. Sure. Boom. Move it along, guys. Then. She tells Bruce that Phantasm must be her father. Taking his revenge on his former business partners, Bruce and Andrea kiss again. Again, Alfred, uncomfortable moment as he walks in on them kissing. He's like, God are, damn it, Messer Bruce, you're supposed they, to hang the ascot on the outside of the doorknob. Are they kissing? My note are was they, kissing. Or are, they, are they straight up <gasps> going to Bone Town? <laughs> no foreplay. Yeah, I got the feeling. There's, are you saying there's no, no, I guess that would require then Bat Lube on the there's bat. There's no Bat Lube. Well, if no foreplay, he probably requires bat lube. That's that's, yeah. that's a that's a <laughs> strategic yeah. choice. So, what makes me think of this is that the next morning, <laughs> Christian's uncomfortable with this line of I'm humor. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you literally looked away, like, <laughs> like oh god, I'm not no. laughing to the mic here. Yeah, <laughs> no. The next morning, right. she's wearing one of his shirts. Oh, I missed so, that. Okay. So I'm just kind of like Andrea and Bruce totally fucked they totally fucked so alfred walks in clearly alfred walks in when they are kissing however or does she is he walking in when she when andrea is playing it's with bruce's ju- bat pole it's just just the tip just the tip. just the bat tip just the tip just the bat tip it's not who i am underneath this but how far oh. i stick it into you oh. <laughs> that one was is it in a, yet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For all the shit you've said on this podcast, that got you? That got me. <laughs> I think it was Christian expanding at it. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. All right. 
so the morning after, uh, she's still there. So clearly, there's uh, they've rekindled their love. So obviously, we've already given away the secret. Andrea is the phantasm. So here's my question. Since she is the phantasm, right. she tries to get him to quit right now. Is she going, look, you don't know I'm the phantasm. We can still end this without you knowing that, just thinking it's my father. Yeah, that's why she right lies now, to him. If you, but she says, why don't you quit being Batman? Is she trying to do that for a, like a, if we don't, you're going to figure out my secret and one of us is going to have to kill the other one? No, 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 no. You don't so, think so? No. She loves Bruce as Bruce loves her. The difference is Bruce bargained for I'll give Gotham City money. They can hire more cops. Okay. Let me have this happiness. Bruce chose her over his pursuit of justice. So she's asking she him is to do saying, it again. I will not choose you over the pursuit of vengeance. So if you quit, I can still be the spirit of vengeance and love yep. you. Because I do gotcha. truly love okay. you, but I don't love you more than my need to get vengeance. Well done. I think like all Batman characters who are you know really riveting, it's similar to Batman or Bruce, but twisted slightly. So, mm-hmm. so which yep. is why her all that, like the issue with vengeance, which I'm not going to expand on now because he does later, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the very similar, but just slightly off. I think that was yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Okay. I loved right. the, first of all, she says, daddy doesn't matter anymore. I don't know how she said that was kind of weird. I was like, uh, so you can come in. Also, why didn't Bruce just pay for, now I'm really backtracking, I suppose, but. If Bruce is a billionaire, what if, especially because they're getting married and her dad just wanted a big spiel about, you know, family being more important. Why didn't Bruce just kind of loan the money? I mean, he's a billionaire. Yeah, he, why, didn't he Howard, didn't know. why didn't Howard go to them? Everyone well, knows Bruce Wayne. Okay, so as the elder statesman of our group. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. So I'm not going. Get comfortable. So I, I have no daughters. However, so I can imagine the role of the older father of an adult child, mm-hmm. and you're meeting your child's loved one, your the, the fiance, right? Right. No way is he saying, uh, Bruce, could I borrow ten I million dollars? Right? Like that's not happening. There, there's no sequence. So it's, a, it's the a way he carries himself. It's absolutely. Okay. I, I guess I, I guess I don't know. Maybe they could have added why, even just a line of her saying, what about Bruce's money? You know, I, I don't know. I feel like. That- no, no, no. She loves Bruce. She just loves. But she is just committed to the idea of vengeance. But more. I think he's saying, I mean, but I think he's, he's saying in the flashback, what if Andrea had just said, what about Bruce? We're going to get married. Bruce, Bruce will help us. And he maybe says, I don't want to get Bruce involved. Yeah, he shouldn't, he shouldn't get involved it's, in it's, this. It's, it's, a point, it's a plot point in the movie that could have been explored okay. further. It's I, not necessarily a whole. I, I, so, so I don't think he would have accepted it if it was offered. And I don't think she would have offered it because I don't think she would have wanted to take from oh, Bruce. Oh, well, yeah. she does say, Daddy, why did you even get in league with these guys? She wouldn't want to pull Bruce in. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Okay. Oh, that, that, that too. Yeah, yeah. But what I really originally wanted to say was I loved the shot of him you are look, such a geek, and yeah. you're doing just fine. Well, the here. shot of yes. him looking at um, the picture of like with her, you know, like he he's holding it right in front of his face, and then right behind it, the camera, the camera focuses on the picture of his parents together. Right. I love that. Sure. Just that nice little symbolism juxtaposition. There. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was just a, a well done little shot. Lots of little moments that make sense, like throughout the movie. And then he takes that picture. Oh yep. no, he then looks at the picture of. The, the crime syndicate that right. have been slowly being killed throughout this movie, looks at this guy that had growled at Andrea, draws a smile on it, and who is it? Holy shit. It's the, the motherfucking Joker. It's the Joker. <laughs>
So now my question, now that we have discovered that, did Mark Hamill do that growl? Had to. Yeah. Had Is that to. him? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Was this movie trying to say that the Joker was that guy in the hat? Yeah, yeah. Yes. 100%. Oh, it's 100%. Oh so in my mind, maybe it's Bec- just the animation. I thought they were trying to say that Batman thought the Joker was the the congressman. No. Not the congressman. The, the councilman. Councilman. No, no. I thought, because honestly, just the general face was the same with no, the No, because when, mm-hmm. when the Joker confronts Reeves, the Arthur, the councilman, yeah. he alludes to he knows Arthur's... I you thought know, the Joker was involved somewhere else. Because he's like, oh, he's basically saying, I knew what you did with Valestra because mm-hmm. I worked for Valestra. Yeah. I that, was. So this is them giving an origin of the Joker? Uh-huh. Sort of. I mean, he doesn't have a name. He's right. just kind of this hired hand. And isn't that kind of goes with um, the killing joke. Yeah. So I'm, f- I'm fine with it. I And I'm fine with it in uh, Dark Knight. I Where like I'm not the, fine with it mm. is Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. I kind of okay, like the Joker. Okay we'll get there. Being a mythical creature, though, but the idea is, there's but still he, enough mystery in this movie to him. That's true, that's he shouldn't true. show up merely as a supervillain. Yeah, he should at some point be a regular criminal before that. And this is the, that's and the it's era. also it's where he's a regular fitting, criminal. Yeah. And yeah. also makes it why uh, the Phantasm comes after him is because sure, sure, that makes yeah. sense. You're part of the crew. You're Maybe you crew. weren't one of the bosses, but you you. You actually, we know why because we'll see it in a minute. Yeah. Okay. So then the next scene is leading into him the realization that the Joker is this uh, hired thug that was part of the group is now the Joker goes to pay a visit to Councilman Reeves. Yeah. So he's there. He clearly poisons Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. But is Reeves the first guy to survive the? the you can survive the toxin? You can survive you can the amount, Yeah. It's the amount. Clearly, Joker didn't want to kill him. He just wanted to. You know, it kind of raises questions. He just, just ruined. To screw it's almost up. better to to fuck with him than. Well, to kill he him. just ruined the councilman's career. Okay, why is Joker in your office? Sure. What What are you doing did after you do hours to, with this sure. guy? You know. Okay. And I, the the laugh that that guy has. Oh, it's so good. How hard must it have been to do all? The best one is when he's all calm. They've given him the sedative. He's calmed down. And also, the shadow of Batman comes and he goes. It's creepy. It's I'm definitely like, creepy. Oh no! Uh, it's so 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 well done. It's pretty. I creepy. guess my question though is maybe this is dumb, but why didn't Batman have some kind of antidote? Or, I don't know. Maybe he did. Not, he, he just did. didn't care to give it I, to that's him. That's why I was thinking. Yeah. At this point, I feel like Batman's sure. just like, oh, screw you. You're part of the problem. Yeah. You know, in essence, in this movie, he could be like, "You're one of the reasons I'm Batman." Or is he simply like? I can tell by looking at you, you're you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah, he didn't have the permanent too. rictus. It wasn't yeah. like grotesque. His his skin wasn't changing color. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's it's like, like, yeah, you got a mild. You're in the hospital. You're fine. It's going to be painful. I mean, it, one could say that maybe he could literally laugh himself to death if he's laughing that hard for that long. Sure, maybe. But the some, sedative is yeah. clearly designed to stop that. Yeah, right. Uh, the only interesting thing we learned there is that the idea that uh, Reeves sold out. Carl uh, Beaumont, right? So he was in his uh, he told early campaign, were, yeah. right? In order to get money for his campaign, he tells the mob where Beaumont was because, of course, we saw in a flashback that we're about to see in a flashback. Oh, is that is that coming yeah. up there? Yeah, yeah. So again, there's so many flashbacks who, in this movie. I, there's a lot of flashbacks, and I'm okay with movie. them. It's just yeah. it makes it hard to do a recap podcast about it. Absolutely. We can fast forward a little bit here. So Batman goes to Andreas. Mm-hmm. He, while he's looking around, the phone rings. 
He answers it. But he got that great quizzical look like, and he's like, well, I'm the motherfucking Batman. Of course I'm going to answer it. He does. And of course, it's the Joker. And so good. So funny, too. Genuinely funny. Yeah. like Funny it, and terrifying. Ter- yeah, lethal. Funny, too. Not yeah. just like yes. bad jokes. Like no, the no, no. Batman yeah, yeah. Movies, but you know? som- sometimes, well, no, he's got bad jokes, but they're yeah. bad jokes in terrifying There's, taste because someone has just yes. possibly died. He thinks Batman's dead. Hello. Oh my god. I love are. that he keeps it up. And then when he's by himself when he's at his home in the future place, mm-hmm. I love that he keeps like he goes over he to the wife talking. and he yeah. like kind of grabs her. It's like, wait a second. That's where I'm like, is this a is sex this robot? Yeah. <laughs> I think we've established that it's a sex yes. robot. Yes. Absolutely. Very, very uh, intimate. <laughs> we're back to another flashback. Jesus Christ. So so the pre-Joker gangster is leaving right. Carl Beaumont's house as Andrea is arriving. And it's not it's not the night of the proposal. It no, had no, to be it's, after that. It's when they're in wherever they run away to. Oh, they run away to somewhere. Okay, get right. Somewhere in the Mediterranean. No, right. thank you. So they're in the Mediterranean. Right, right. And she comes home. She's got groceries. Of course, she has a baguette because in every fucking that, that's <laughs> that is a trope in that, movies. That's how you know that they're in a foreign country. You have the big loaf no, of bread sticking. That's out. how you know they went grocery shopping. It's always a fucking <laughs> it's a baguette. baguette. <laughs> I'm like. Not everyone likes baguettes. Maybe they have a batard, <laughs> son of a bitch. Maybe they got a nice shibata. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who Holy doesn't shit. want a nice shibata? Move it along, guys. Thanks, Thank you, Bob. Bob. So who walks out of the house? The pre-Joker gangster. Oh, and she's She's like, horrified. But, but he paid you. Dad? That scream she lets out when she goes in the that's house. That's and we never follow her Oof. in. So we st- we stay outside on the porch. Now, as she goes in, she's she obviously been gone a while, right? Uh, she if she she's not in a car, she has walked to wherever she's Sure, sure, sure. So let's say she's gone an hour. Sure. Hour and a half at most. This pre-joker, let's just call him. Let's not give him a name. Yeah. Probably hiding out in the shadows waiting for her to leave, you right? Th- you think he wanted the reaction from her? Oh, I'm I'm more going with yes. She he 100 watched her walk up. Does he go in there and take his sweet time killing him? Is that her reaction? That scream of my dad's not just dead; he is been horrifyingly dead. Yeah, oh, like yeah. mutilated, like the the beginnings of this sick twisted Joker. Oh, yeah, that's, so yeah. yeah. That's Regardless of whether he was ordered to. He, he had absolutely fun. tortured that guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, he probably was told to make it hurt. That's why they sent him. I feel like he's make, the imp- make an example. Yeah. Make it somebody steals from us, make an example Jeez. of him. Right? So yeah, that's Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred well, percent. That's probably why we don't follow them that's, in. Th- right. Uh but a great a great use of the mechanics of filmmaking, mm-hmm. even as a cartoon. Camera doesn't have to follow her in. We can set the stage and stay here while she goes in, and we can just right. hear her reaction. It's a powerful scene. It's so powerful. Only for, see- for the fact that nothing changes visually, but we hear her. And we just Great. see the, the, the pre-Joker grab an apple off the steps and just start you walking know, away nice that and slow. struck yep. me for a couple reasons. For one, I feel like in a lot of films and TV, eating an apple is a, almost an aggressive act a lot of times, I think, in film and such. Absolutely. And I would coincide that with, and now maybe I'm showing my hands here, but uh, such a dominating, and I'm going to say this in the traditional sense, in the dominating sense, but a masculine, you know, such a male example of, 
you know, mm-hmm. domination of, of power, how fitting I think it is that he picks the apple up off the ground, not even his, and he, he takes such a big bite out of it with the loud crunch and the oh, chewing. Yeah. Such like a male power. And I, I'm not saying the Joker reeks of male power, but specifically just kind of well. <laughs> men, male, you know. I, you're, I, you're onto something, though, that has a basis. So there's a tip or technique that some methods of instructing in public speaking will share. So a common tool to help people relax when speaking in public is to chew on gum, Mm -hmm. not while you're speaking, but that as you're preparing for that. Uh, Because we have these primal instincts, right? That you don't eat when you are in danger. Right. So the physical action of chewing tells your body everything's fine, everything's calm. So that act of Eating in a stressful situation is this visualization of maybe stressful for you. It's not stressful for me. I can take a bite from this apple because I'm not in any danger because I am the predator, not the prey. That's exactly what that is. That's why it's shown. And that's why it's such a powerful image. The person eating feels that they are in no danger. And that describes him in that scene. So then we move back into present time in the right. movie. Andrea's at the World's Fair. She walks well, in, and then it jumps to Joker in, her, in his future home, and he makes some sort of sexual advance <laughs> at the robot. What do you say, hon? Feeling the old electricity tonight? <laughs> robot no means no. So then he notices behind him the door is open. Who walks in? The phantasm. Joker. Death awaits. Very dramatic. And he says, I'm impressed, lady. You're harder to kill than a cockroach on steroids. Gotta hand it to you. Nice scheme. Costume's a bit theatrical, but hey, who am I to talk? The phantasm says, So you figured it out. Rips off his mask, but it's not a him. Who is it? It's Andrea. It's Andrea. What a twist! Casey, you've seen this movie many times. I'd never seen the movie before. Yes. So in accordance with our commonly held practices, we decided to watch this together. Mm-hmm. So we watched this tonight before we recorded. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and about 20 minutes in, I look over at you. I'm like, oh, I've got it figured out. My assumption was Andrea is the phantasm. And then, as you had told me a couple weeks ago, you said, have you done any, have you done any research on the production? Right. I said, nope, I haven't. And you said, don't do any because there's a big spoiler. You'll find it if you start looking. I said, okay. <clears throat> so I didn't, knowing that you had this wealth of knowledge with the, the material. I was fine literally halfway through the movie at the point at which we, I was like, that voice of her father, who is that? And I went in to look. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Stacy Keach. I love him. And I but glanced, who does he also voice? He gets a dual credit for Carl Beaumont phantasm i was like motherfucker and you said it and, and I, I said i was like oh imdb spoiled it with stacy keach now speaking of spoilers the phantasm action figure for this movie yes just go ahead and look it up real quick oh shit okay motherfucker so the figure for phantasm the mask is above it, and you can see that underneath oh. it is Andrea Beaumont. No, 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 no. This bullshit. Well, it's no, a no, no, figure no, no. of Andrea Beaumont with a cloth cape and plastic mask that slides down over Which the top Which is fine, of the... but let that be something you discover when you buy the well, figure. Right, so have it packaged mm-hmm. wearing the mask. And unlike The Force Awakens, we, you know, remember the whole hashtag where's Ray? 
We then find out the reason we didn't get any Ray figures is because she has a fucking lightsaber in her figure. They didn't want to give that away. They didn't give a shit with this one. That's right. They were just like, uh, no, we're just going to release this figure months before the movie comes out. This is on the level of Lego giving Uh, away Lego, I was just going to say, Lego's like lately the worst spoilers. Yeah. So that's why I didn't want you to do any digging because I was afraid you would come onto an article because this is probably one of the ones that I can remember first where a toy spoiled something in a movie. You know, yeah. almost as bad. Uh, I read somewhere that uh, the like the new Thanos little uh, whoa, characters, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. they have whoa. infinity gauntlets on them. Can you believe it? Get out. There you it's son terrifying. of a bitch. So, and if you take off Iron Man's mask, you will see that it is, in fact... Howard Hughes. <gasps> All right. Oh, okay. wait, no. <laughs> Howard Stark. Okay. Tony Stark. Oh, God. Okay. Bruce right. Wayne. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. So, Phantasm is Andrea. One thing I want to point out in this yes. fight between the Joker and Phantasm? Andrea. Andrea? Okay. No, she takes the mask off. They okay, start fighting. Fair. Did you catch what Joker slaps Andrea in the face with? A meat stick. A bologna. A meat stick. Excuse me? <laughs> How dare you? I cured meat. It was a meat stick. I mean, well, come on. So, so then they're, you know, they're fighting all sure. this stuff. She keeps using the 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 smoke to go different places and smoke she the joker. Beats tech, the crap out of him. But her tech is never explained. Okay, I, I don't know. It's a but, problem. But she clearly beats. You know, interestingly, they follow in the cartoon. They follow the movie trope in the third act. The mm-hmm. superhero has to lose his mask so that we can see the actual actor This may be the first time, yeah. So it's a cartoon. It's the same voice actor. Once they take away the Phantasm's voice changer. Modulator, yeah. right. And it's not Stacey Keach, the voice actor. It's Dana Delaney, Mm -hmm. voice actor. But they still, like, they take it. We don't have to see her face to have Dana Delaney I, I doing the same thing. Like, put your mask on. Come it, on. It's, uh, I, I just Stop think it. it's funny. I think she just didn't. Uh, I think as, as a character choice, she's like, oh, you figured out that I'm Andrea? So I'll I don't kill you as Andrea? Sword. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. You'll know who's going to kill you. I was wondering, though, with the meat stick thing, going back to that, when the Joker's, like, putting his hand out and he's kind of, like, trying to grab for it. Yeah. Maybe I'm like having a moment where I'm misremembering it, but the cleaver was right there. Right. So he purposely grabbed the. Or maybe no, like, he. That's just what he reached. It's um, Die Hard Two, Die Harder. When John McClane goes to the church where they are all hanging right. out, uh, sending the planes to the wrong altitudes. Yeah. Um, and the one guy is strangling him. He hasn't and, seen this. Uh, oh, you haven't seen? No. Okay. So have you wait? No. Have you seen Die Hard? 1? Yeah, I've seen the first okay, one. Okay. So John's down on the ground, and there's this guy like kind of choking him. And you see McLean reaching behind him, and it is a uh, there's logs there, like firewood logs. Yeah, yeah. And you think he's going to grab one of them and bash him in, but what you didn't notice on first viewing is there's a fucking icicle, and he stabs one of the guys uh. right square in the eye, and you're uh. like. Die what Hard? the fuck? That movie has... Die- mm. I was just going to say, it's a fun movie. I mean, he, here's the, here, he's killing terrorists. You I know, don't acknowledge the fifth <laughs> Die Hard movie. I've never seen it. I will never uh, see it. Trash. Fuck that movie it's right trash. in the ass. Is that it's Die trash. Harder with a Vengeance? No. That's There's a good one. There's one after one? There's is yeah, that two. Which one's Kevin okay, Smith? So here, here's how it goes. Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Live for Wait, Your Die, die Hard. Die Hard with a Vengeance is, Sam, is Samuel L. Jackson. Bueno. Good one. And then... A good day to die hard. Mm, with missed that it's one. Trash. Jai Courtney. Oh, that is it's that trash. the one with where they're in the Russia. KGB. Yeah, I didn't see that. No, fuck that movie. But in my opinion, it is one, three, four, two. Okay. One's the best. 
of course. Hands down. Right. Three's really good because it's John McTiernan directing again. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three has points that are or two uh four has points that are good okay but he kind of becomes a superhero in that movie right and two is no it's got it's got a naked william sadler doing katas it's got robert patrick really yeah he's he's one of the um terrorist guys uh john leguizamo has he's also in there too yeah yeah. and he has a whole bit about it's his i think it might be his his movie debut yep and he has a line well he had a line and he delivered the line, and then they ADR'd a bigger guy's voice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So he, you know, John Leguizamo sends his whole family. They're they're at the movies to see his big debut. He's on oh, screen. No. He opens his mouth, and this guy's voice comes out. And he's like, <laughs> "Was it? Fuck? Was it Reb Brown? It might, well, so Funny. on a scale of one to ten, Reb Browns. You know what? Let, we could do that with this movie. It's technically all voiceover. No, we can't do that. To sure, this movie. Well, I can't. Yeah, I can't do that to this movie. It's so good. It's well, so good. Okay. It's, it's zero Reb Brown. We'd like to welcome you back to the Die Hard Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about Batman. Move it along, guys. Thanks, Bob. Um, thank you, Bob. Yeah. This is uh, you know fight scene ensues. Batman shows up on the Bat Cycle. Yeah. He's also, safe. how did he know? Uh, He's the motherfucking he, Batman. He figured out that the Joker is. I guess he never really explained yeah, how. He listen, figured, he's, it's a bit he's the world's wavy. greatest detective. Well, well, you know Batman. what? You know what though? But we've seen throughout the movie, he's the world's greatest detective. Something that we Except, didn't see. Does he, he figured it? Does he know scene? where the? Is this one of those things where he knows the Joker has escaped, but he's dealing with the phantasm? He's like, Joker's hanging out at the World's Fair. He's not really doing anything. You know what? Valestra met the Joker there. Maybe yeah. he traced Valestra back before oh, he was murdered. And he's like, okay, he showed some going. detective. Work. Yeah, I can, Look, I can accept that. I'm I was fine just, with just, he didn't show his his work. In, he didn't in show his, his homework. He didn't show the math. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Um, so a fight ensues. Fight ensues. Again, Batman it, and, and Joker start fighting. Right in the miniature cityscape, <laughs> which was really fun. I had visions of um, Hot Fuzz. Oh no, Hot Fuzz! Oh sure. I was like, oh, is somebody gonna get stabbed through the bottom oh, of their jaw? Right? God is Pierce damn. Brosnan gonna get stabbed through the bottom of his jaw? <laughs> Timothy Dalton. There we go. Is Timothy Dalton the other the, Bond? The other Bond. This will be the point where I the, say I wish there had been a Bond in the first. I wish Bill Nye's character in. Shaun of the Dead had been like Sean Connery. Oh, that's because funny. then you would have had a bond in all three of the <gasps> Oh like, uh, like Miss so Opportunity. Close. Damn it. All right. Well, how fitting was it though? Like Shaun of the Dead. I don't oh. even understand it. Your mother knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Christian. I'll take Latitz. Oh, no. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Listen. Listen, you're not getting out of, um. you're not getting out without my Latitz now. <laughs> I thought it was very interesting, you know, from especially in perspective of the rest of the movie, that you are Batman and Joker, especially with the colors and everything and all the other little things that have alluded to this, you know, even the phantasms maybe a side note. You've not alluded, you've said. These two um <laughs> giants of the Batman universe, you know, and all that. That was a mic drop. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you later. Um <laughs> How fitting is it that these the two giants of Gotham, Batman yeah. and the Joker, and no one else runs Gotham. I mean, you got a lot of other people on point, but sure. How like fitting that they are fighting in all these other things, the cop cars or the or the sorry, the cop helicopter planes, everything else. They're you know, I mean, they can do Batman some damage, but that's not the main picture here. It's it's Batman and Joker fighting among the 
the city. You know, I don't know if this was an intentional reference, but Batman as King Kong. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely like, I was saw like, that um, King Kong dies, and I was like, well, is he the monster? Did is you, that how Gotham think, sees him? Did you notice that? So when him in this and, version, yeah, when him oh, okay. and Joker, All right, then I'm okay with kind of grappling and stuff. Yeah, Joker says, "You're crazy. You have your only chance to get out of here." He says, whatever it takes. I think that's kind of fitting, you know, like how... This is a Batman that's w- willing to do whatever. This isn't the killing joke Batman. Yeah, sure, sure. What's 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 happened to Andrea during all this? She gassed away for a while, which was kind of weird. She was okay. like, right, I'll leave you. And okay. just, I, I couldn't remember if he thought she'd been seriously hurt or something. Like a helium balloon. She's yeah. kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I oh. actually don't... Yeah, I don't remember. She literally like, she just, just kind of like... Well, because they were grappling, and then he's like... But Andy... What will vengeance solve? And she's like, If anyone knows the answer to that, Bruce, it's you. And he goes, Leave, Andy. Now. Please. And then she just disappears for a while. Right? Uh, okay, so then it's oh, just okay. the two of them. Yeah. Joker loses a tooth during this fight. He so does. There's actual yeah. like, stakes to this fight. Right. Blood all over their faces. Not the Lost tooth, tooth right? Um, yeah, you know, how about the, how about Joker with the old school, I'm trying to remember what Bond movie, was it Thunderball? What's the one where they have the jetpack? That is the old style jetpack with these handles that shoot out over the shoulders that curl down. It looks like a Jester costume though to me. It made me think of a Jester thing with the big like yellow little balls that were on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, So yeah, so Joker has this old style jetpack. He's trying to escape. There's 20 miles of tunnels beneath the the Gotham World Fair that have all been lined with explosives. Joker kind of syndrome. He he monologues a little bit. Yep, yep, absolutely. Shows shows his hand. Shows his hand. Uh, Batman, of course, runs up a rocket as as Joker is flying away. Tackles him. Yeah, uh, and now we have this in air wrestling match. And this is the point where Joker's like, you know, let us let me go. We're both going to die. Batman, of course, I'll do whatever it takes. Batman brings him down. Now Andrea reappears. She grabs the Joker. I give up. I surrendered already. Tell her, Batman. Bruce begs her to leave. Andrea, you've got to get out of here. The place is wired to explode. (laughs) She refuses. No. One way or another, it ends tonight. Goodbye, my love. Uh, I had mentioned this while we were watching. I had yeah. this Mandela effect. You, yes, you mentioned yes. that. I remember this scene of the Joker laughing uncontrollably and then an explosion because we don't see this Joker again. So after this, he's not in the Batman the Animated Series all through season two. Wait, what? Yeah, and then season three, that. they do a redesign. Have you gotten to the redesigns of the characters? I don't you would know because the Joker gets a completely different look. So what? one still could, Mark one, still Mark Hamill still Mark Hamill. Okay. One could posit it's a it's a copycat Joker. Is it like the one of the things I love in Marvel, the way you know the way that Victor Von Doom uh-huh. had these had like the Doombots the the Doombots Kristoff the child that was brainwashed to oh, think he was sure, Doom yeah like he has these succession plans that maybe even if he dies Doom who's bigger than his body will live uh-huh. on. Is it like which we talked a little bit about Batman it's, Begins? It's like Ra's he's Ghoul, yeah, yeah, like, like that's. Or I'm sorry, not Batman Begins. Um, Return of the Joker from Batman Beyond. Like, uh, well, let's not spoil that. Okay, because right. well, we might be doing. Maybe that we, movie. maybe we'll, Casey cut that. So. No, no, we can go that far. Right. I'll, I'll leave okay. that. Um, 
But you know what I mean? Like, this movie doesn't end with the Joker is dead, the Joker is alive. I was definitely wondering, like, wait, wait, wait. So she's on a boat, but where did the where Joker go? Where did he go? go? Did, did she know. just drop him, in my opinion? Or, like, what I assumed, just to try and make sense of it. I assumed that with her leaving and everything, she didn't kill him. She, like, dropped him off in the asylum and was like, all right, I'm out. Like, I'll never be back. I'm out. I'll do this one last thing. Yeah, Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, okay. they, they definitely, it feels... It's ambiguous. Like, and one could argue, once they start up the new Batman Adventures is what the... The redesign That's, of all the right, characters. After the animated series. Yeah, Batman the Animated Series. Once they redesigned it in season technically four, yep. everyone gets a redesign. The penguin doesn't look like the Danny DeVito penguin. He's now <laughs> looks like the actual comic book penguin. Just sure. So you could even yes. say, since the show doesn't bring back the Joker, the Joker's dead. The Joker's dead. The Joker has been killed in this movie because you could go because with she's the, fine and, and she is fine. But when we get to New Batman Adventures, it's a reimagining of the character, so it's an alternate universe. So it's a new Earth, right? Yeah, it's a new Earth because what? I'm, oh, I'm just shit. spitballing here. But okay, I, 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 all right. This is head cannon. This listen, is head cannon. Listen, I mean, we we allow well defended head cannon, like Char Char Binks being a Darth. Uh, being a Sith Dark Lord. Dark Lord of the Sith? I yeah. think yes. I said well defended. It is well. I'll send you a couple links later. Yeah, there's, I, I'm with him. <laughs> Son of a... I, easy, guys. Okay, so okay. last scene in the movie. Well, we've got a couple scenes, but yeah. So the diss drop Bruce. Mm-hmm. Alf, you, you know, the only, the only person in his life who can comfort him, Alfred. Yeah. And Alfred shares, you know, the snippets of wisdom that we expect from Alfred. A little heavy-handed when he's talking about the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> it's an right. establishing shot of the bottom of the cave. Yeah. I'm like, all right. We, yeah, too soon. To the Hashtag point, too soon, To Alfred. the point where he's like saying something about the abyss, and when he gets to the word abyss, it's the establishing shot, and it's got that huge cavernous echo. I'm, I'm like, like uh-huh. all right, guys. Guys, back up. Back it me- up. It means her big vagina. <laughs> Thanks, Alfred. Douche. Yeah, she had a lot of sex. Oh. And let's not slut shame her. No? Too far. Off base. Is that far? Wow. All right. In the midst of Alfred's pep talk, Bruce recognizes something. He runs up this path, and he retrieves from a cleft in the wall Andrea's necklace. Right. Clearly, and it says she survived. Braille. Oops. Oh, let's try that again. It's, it's, it clearly <laughs> says it's, Afghanistan. It says Braille. <laughs> it says Braille. It says Braille. So then the last scene of the movie... Jughead Jones is on a cruise ship. Second to last scene in the movie. <laughs> so the second to last shot. All right. That, so we'll the second that. last scene in the movie. Yes. Jughead Jones is on a cruise. Yes. He sees this beautiful woman out on the balcony all by herself. He must approach her. Must try and have sex clearly, with her. Clearly. Clearly. As you he do. He has no other choice. No, no other That's choice. Right. Walks up. He's like. Quite a sight. Yes. I'm sorry. Do you want to be alone? I am. So then the last scene of the movie is a Batman up on the roof, bat single goes off, shoots the bat grapple out, nut. swings away. What am I missing? No, I said nut. Like, yes. Oh. Good. It's exactly. what the kids call it today. Okay. But, you know, Krishna, you described it earlier, and I think that it's an important element of what happens in that scene. What do it, we see with him? What I think is so good, and the way it's drawn is just perfect. Is You know, his eyes are closed. He's looking down as if almost like Superman when he's getting ready to, like, like stand up and fly with his fist out. Like he has to prepare himself to kind of defy gravity. I feel like Batman is almost preparing himself to defy what is, you know, to, to defy, I guess what is rational, you know, because Batman is so inherently irrational. And the important piece of that is that he is so easily rejuvenated. You know, he's Mm -hmm. not as broken as when he's Bruce, you know, he's, he's in the cowl. This is, this is how he, 
he springs with yeah. energy. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he gathers himself. It's a once great he's got end it, shot, there. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so he sw- swings out, mm. goes by the mm. cape, becomes the black screen, and movie. Man, that's a fucking movie. Fun little trivia fact. Yes, I'm here for it. The end song, mm-hmm. yes. sung by Tia Carrera. What? Come on. Yes, you do. She w- Have you was- seen Wayne's World? No, he hasn't. You suck. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Have you seen Lilo and Stitch? Oh, yeah, well, of course. Nani. Oh, okay. Now, listen, I think that's you something. can't see her in Lilo and Stitch. Oh. For those of us who, yeah. Hey, yo. That's right. Put that Another away. Put that job. away. All right. But okay. That's impressive. Right. So, Casey, we've got some questions that we have to answer. We do. Yes. Let's start with Christian. Christian. That's me. Who was your MVP? Ooh. I was thinking of the other questions for my first one. I haven't really given this one too much thought. Uh (laughs) Uh, I would say Alfred. You know, this might be a little little trite, but I would definitely say Alfred, you know, because you see so many different layers um, through Alfred, not only like the layers of Bruce, but the layers of the relationship that Bruce has with the outside world, how Bruce mitigates his relationship as Batman. You see a lot of things through Bruce, or through Alfred's perspective where if you were to see it through Bruce's, you're, it's tinged by the in, like pseudo-insanity that he has. You know, So Alfred lets us kind of see just the progression that Bruce takes as a person and as a character. And I don't know. He's also so sassy. I, I, he, and not to mention the number of times he saves Bruce's ass. Like, That's sure, true. The number of Alfred. times. Alfred. Alone Alfred. in this movie, yeah. Alfred, call Alfred. me over. <laughs> she called me an Uber. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. She uh, said no. Uh, I will go. Todd. So, so I rare. You know, I often will not choose the title character. I don't think that that alone gets you MVP. But in this one, I gotta say, you know, yeah, leading course. up to the fact, that I think this might be the best Batman we've seen. Mm-hmm. It's gotta yeah. be Kevin Conroy. Of course, it's, it's gotta Conroy. be. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's Kevin Conroy. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, Casey. Yes. Who is your favorite character in uh, this movie? Andrea Beaumont. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because she, she almost won MVP. Mm, interesting. Because without the amazing performance that Dan and Delaney gives, you don't have yeah, this movie. That's true. Okay. That's fair. Batman is Batman. He's fucking awesome because he's the goddamn Batman. <laughs> but. God, Andre Beaumont slash Dan Delaney are so good. So she's my favorite character in okay. this movie. Christian. It's mm, a tough one. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I'll switch Alfred around here for best character mm. and then MVP Batman. But I'll say best character would be Batman just because, or Bruce Wayne, however you want to call him, just because of. You know, well, well, those are arguably two different characters. The, what do you want to call him? Mm. I'll, I'll keep calling him how Batman because that's what he truly is. <laughs> okay. but just, that's how he talks to himself. <laughs> yes. I would say he's just because of how, you know, the complexity that he, uh, Kevin Conroy is able to portray. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not this flat, you know, he kicks people's butts and that's it. You know, I, I, that's why I'd say he's the best character. The richness that he brings. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh-huh. in terms of favorite character, this is Alfred, right? Because yeah. yeah. he is the Probably kryptonite the to... Yeah. You know, to the Batman that we usually expect. He's the right. one person that can give him shit, and that is the it. law. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Christian, what was your best scene? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I think I'm going to have to return to one of the first scenes where as soon as um, Bruce leaves the cocktail party, 
and he really looks up at that portrait with his family. There's definitely a lot of other scenes that are really great, but I'm picking this one because it's, for one, so early. And it's not a long scene, but just the camera angles and quotes um, were really well done. And I, I just think it really portrayed the weight that Bruce has on his shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. of living with his parents and everything. I, I just thought that was well done. You know, it's, it doesn't have anything to do with Andy or anything else. You know, it's <laughs> truly just right. Bruce figuring out how to exist. Right. You know, how do you exist? Yeah. And that nothing more, nothing worrying about his love life. It's just Bruce existing. And I think that encapsulates his character. That's fair. And I, I don't disagree with those things. For me, and I think it's it's maybe even bigger than the movie, it's the moment when Alfred brings Bruce the cowl oh, yep, and he puts yep, it on and we that see that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think because Alfred is such a powerful character because he does have this access to Bruce's vulnerability. Right. When we see Alfred recoil from who Bruce has become. That means a lot. That's so powerful. So for me, that was like, oh my God, like I feel like that's not a movie important scene. That's like a series important scene. Absolutely. I agree. That's That's the best scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, Casey, what is one scene that you would cut? Nothing. Mm, okay. It's a bold, I, I, it's I, a bold I, move. I'm, I'm going to go. We'll I'm go gonna, with that sometimes. I'm going to go with nothing. This movie is great. There's nothing in this movie that, if it was cut, would improve this movie. To be fair, it's 116 minutes. Sure. We've certainly watched movies that go twice this. Three <laughs> so, times. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, all right. Uh, Christian, is there a scene that you would cut? Yeah, I'm trying to think of scenes that I would want to cut or even scenes that I might want to add more onto. And I truly can't think of anything. I think we covered all like the plot holes that there might have been, and I don't really think there are any. So, I no, I, I don't think there's anything. We have a trifecta. There's, uh, there's, yeah, nothing, there's nothing to cut nothing. here. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. t- this is a tight, solid movie. All right, Christian, actor having the most fun. Uh, this is going to be, I mean, this is going to be obvious as can be, but I would totally say... Uh, Mark Hamill being the Joker. No, it's Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill is the Mark Joker. Yeah. It's Mark Hamill. That's come the on. only acceptable I, answer. On. Yeah, he's he's right. great. All right. So the Rotten Tomato score for this movie: eighty-two percent, B minus, B minus. Todd, what would you get? So I'm trying to remember. I feel like we're gonna have to start logging this because someone will. If we don't, someone will. I remember that I gave Batman Begins really high marks, maybe like a ninety-five. Uh huh. I gotta be honest with you. This is going to sound stupid. I know this is going to sound stupid, but <laughs> you know what? This is the best Batman I've ever seen on film. Uh-huh. It's 100%. There's there's not a there's not a misstep or or weak moment. It's 100%. I'm right with you. It's 100%, Christian. Yeah, I I, I want to You can disagree. Something. You don't no, have to agree. I mean, the 82 is absolutely wrong. <laughs> oh no. There's um, our there's our 45 for the episode. There it is. Wrong. But Truly, I, I, you know, I think this is, I, I can't, like you guys said, I, I really can't think of anything I'd cut or anything I'd change. I think this really represents Batman. This is my character. favorite Batman movie. Yeah. He's the motherfucking it's Batman. so good. I mean, the, from the ninja to the detective to the, you know, the flawed persona, everything. You yeah, know? it's all there. And got some Joker. All right. So this is a relatively new segment. So we are fathers, mm-hmm. as evidenced by the fact that my son is with us here tonight. Hello. Right. Uh, so we are often asked in our personas as Uber geeks, mm-hmm. like, hey, tell me about this movie. Can I take my kids to it? Can I watch it with my kids? Is this something I can show to my kids? We get asked this all the time. Uh-huh. In terms of Batman Mask of the Phantasm, it's a movie for kids. How do you evaluate that? 
Well, I'll tell you, uh, I was going to see if the Bean wanted to watch this with me. But flashback to when the Bean wanted to watch something Wonder Woman based. It's a classic. Uh, no, not oh, that. Oh, no. No, not that she one. wanted to watch something Wonder Woman based. She okay. wanted to watch Wonder Woman. I'm like, you're not watching Wonder Woman. You're sure. too young for that. But Netflix put Justice League up with not the League, but who's the one character that's the picture when you're looking for stuff? Fucking Wonder Woman. Like, well played, guys. Because the movie had just come out. It was, it was, um, it just reached the height of being this amazing movie. And you look through, you type in Justice League. And boom, what do you get? You get a picture of Wonder Woman. Oh. So Elliot's like, let's watch it. I'm sure you've watched the animated Justice League, right? Yeah, of course. It's super violent. The first two episodes? Yeah. We didn't even get through the first episode. But they're they're not like humans, like weird alien stuff, right? Space right, stuff. but there's still some violence. Yeah, so, of course. So <laughs> Danny's like, do you remember Justice League? I'm like, yes, I know. Okay. <laughs> yes, dear. But now watching this, I may see if the Bean wants to watch this. This is not super violent. Nope. It it moves along at a good pace. There's nothing in here where you're like, how much is left in this movie? It gets in. It tells its story. It gets out. You, you know, I think you can very clearly see it's an extension of a cartoon series for kids on TV. But you this know, is it's an extension. Yeah, it's an extension. It's beyond that. Right. But it's it's within the same realm. And I think great. You know, great. You know, corroboration. So Goon watched the whole thing with us, loved it, had a couple of points that he asked us to share because he wasn't feeling so good. So one, he wanted us to share that the laws of physics clearly did not apply here. He was very <laughs> unhappy with the motorcycle fight. He's yeah. Very, have they never heard of physics? He was <laughs> he was incensed. Now to be that fair, thing, physics. He's that in thing. he's in fourth grade, so I'm not sure that he knows what physics is, but he knew enough to use it as a buzzword. Yeah. Second, he pointed out that Bruce Wayne has the superpower of always having a clean shirt. <laughs> Which in the cocktail party, when the drink is thrown in his face, it does by not, not Andrea. It, by not Andrea, it does not stain Still his shirt. Still shocked. I really did think that was Andy. Me too. I know. But yeah, this is a absolutely. You can watch this with your kids. I mean, hundred percent. And it's a hundred and it's an hour and sixteen. It's minutes. an hour and sixteen minutes. So they're it's not you're not, you're not going to reach that point where they're bored and they're looking around. Right. So yeah, yeah this is a great one. This is. Arguably, look, if your kids are interested in superheroes, I mean, unless they're like four, this is a good one. It's, yeah, it's a really it's good bad. one. Um, it's uh, it's Bob, that magical time that night. Bob, go ahead. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's Helmet. Magical time of that night. I don't know what that means. Well, I don't know either. Uh, so we've previously you, announced, thanks, Bob, that uh, Christian, as our guest, is going to... Christian, look at me. You have a great responsibility look at him. here. Look at him, but think of me. Th- Think of me while you're looking at him. DC, but realize that I'm here. <laughs> Green Lantern. You, mother- you son of a bitch. Do not oh, pull thank Green you. Lantern. Yes, thank I'll pull you. Green Lantern. Got it. Green Lantern. Here we come. Ryan Reynolds Chris, and all listen, your glory. Listen, wait, 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 listen. I just want to point out. <laughs> I just want to point out that in, that in terms of Marvel movies, I had Captain America '79, the, the TV movie, and I had X Men, and yeah. I had Daredevil. Yeah. None of those are phenomenal movies. Could I get a Whoa. motherfucking Iron Man? Like, the, well, let's find out right now. Like, which Iron Man? I guess the real question. Well, it would just be Iron Man. Yeah, we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're doing only putting the oh, first one in each series. So, if you want to now, if you want to share your reactions or thoughts before we know what it is, that's a welcome part of it. But just, I, I really hope you pulled a good movie. That's a nice wow. poker face. Wow. Let wow. me say this. Wow. You will not be disappointed. Wow. Who, who are you talking to? 
Uh, well, I guess technically this applies to Casey more so, but you won't be no, you won't be disappointed uh, if this is another fucking DC movie. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll give you, I'll give you a little hint here. <laughs> I love that he's drawing this out. He's on Mars. In ten seconds, he's gonna drop this photo. He's gonna <gasps> walk away. Five seconds. What? We're he's watching of this. Watchmen. He's ready We're to move watching on. Fucking he watching. Okay. This. I'm it's okay DC. with this. It's I'm okay with this. All Ultimate right. cut. I have to. F- I think I've like ninety percent the graphic novel, so I have to finish it. Oh, you need to finish it. But even if you're not this is on with good, us, you need to watch this. This is a good pick. Watchmen. You're welcome. This is a... Now, this is the ultimate cut. So this is not the director's cut. This is the one further where they went in... It's four hours. It's about three hours and 40 minutes. Oh, so, yeah. I was but, kidding. But what they do is in the theatrical, there's none of the Black Freighter stuff. The Black Pearl? The Black... No. No, Black, Black, Black Freighter. Freighter. Black Freighter. Sorry. Sorry. Black Pearl is Johnny Depp. <laughs> Fuck Sorry. that guy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> So many scarves. Uh, can't remember what they added in the director's cut. Oh, the the behind the behind the hood, the all the night owl stuff. The night owl. Oh, one. really? They yeah. cut that in the in the in the theatrical. The, so the, the original the original night owls book. Right. There's some of that. The, some of that's yeah. in there. Um, but we're watching the one where they take the director's cut and also intersperse into it scenes with tales of the black freighter. Ooh, I'm interested. Uh, so unfortunately, what we're not going to be able to find, so let's share with our listeners, you will not find a trailer for the ultimate cut. So Todd. Yes. Let's watch that trailer. Let's watch that trailer. Just a matter of time, I suppose. Watchmen. One of us died tonight. Somebody knows why. Somebody knows. Harry had been working for the government. Maybe it was a political killing. Maybe someone's picking off costumed heroes. John thinks that there's going to be a nuclear war. What if that's why someone wants us out of the way? So we can't do anything to stop it. Attack on one is an attack on all of us. Watchmen are over. What do you suggest we do about it? Retribution. We can save this world. Why would I save the world? I no longer have any stake in. to do with what's going on. So, a little little wow. side thing about the... First of all, what a phenomenal movie this is. I'm very excited to talk about this. You're um, welcome. 
But <laughs> thank you. Um, but the uh, <laughs> unfortunately, they're kind of ruining Watchmen right now in the comics by implementing them into DC. Like they were their own separate universe, but now we're finding out. So right. New Fifty Two, when they did that a couple of years ago, we're finding out that Doctor Manhattan made the universe. made New Fifty Two universe. Yeah. I was like, I no, just stop. It does not <laughs> all have to be connected. So I have a big problem with that. But other right. than that, this movie. Well, listen. So now, to oh, be fair. no. You looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score, didn't you? This is what we do. So to be fair. I just saw it on your face. Yeah. So to be fair, this is the. So Rotten Tomatoes grades the theatrical release. I have a theory. 99. I'm guessing this is, a low, this is low. It's low. So the theatrical release, the critics score, the tomato meter. For Rotten Tomatoes, are you ready? Mm. Now, to be fair, if you just applied yourself a little bit more, it's a 64%. Oh. One more point and you passed. Oh. But you failed. So, so while we're there, what's the audience score? 71, which is a C-. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to guess most of the critics didn't do their homework. Didn't Ouch. know who these characters were. No, no, nothing, nothing, not saying anything. Well, I guess not knowing these characters ahead of time, not realizing that this movie is in a better way than Sin City is a shot for shot remake yep. of the comic. Uh huh. You know, Sin City is literally, literally that, and it yep. kind of falls apart because of that. But this, <laughs> in the trailer we watched, had like four or five really iconic the, shots from yep, the from yeah. the uh, comic book where you're sure. like, oh, R- Rorschach on the rooftop, Doctor Manhattan. Yep, the hourglass yeah. assembling itself on Mars. These are oh, you can go back to the God. panels in the comic and say, oh, that's where. So it was. excited, yeah. But for the fact that I'd like a little more good Marvel, that's I'm not I'm not displeased with this choice. <laughs> All right, so. Holy cow! That's been a it's it's been a it's uh, been an evening. It's been an evening. Christian, where can people find you on social media? Should you wish to be found? I don't wish to be found. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, guys, for having me on. Oh, today. thank you for really coming. Exciting. Man. It was really awesome. Thank you again. That's yeah, genuinely yeah. Great awesome. Great job. Yeah, awesome job. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. Yes. Where can people find you on social media? Because you don't have any choice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so I write about a variety of topics, geeky and non. At my personal blog, which is tmpinsyr.com. Of course, we have a lot of content on our website out, adding more with every episode, which is www.tsphc.com, the superpodherocast.com. And a hub of most of our things, including a lot of polls. Expect to see a couple related to conversations today. Uh, Facebook.com slash SuperPodHeroCast. Casey. Yes? Where can you be found on the interwebs should you wish to be found? My Instagram handle is not.ryancasey, and I can be found on Twitter at notryancasey. Excellent. You can also contact us at SuperPodHeroCast at gmail.com. That's right. Email because only, only Cap sends writes letters. letters. Tony. A reminder, yes. you can rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Please do, in fact. You know, we're growing a little bit every day. It's mm-hmm. very exciting, but uh, every if you, thumbs up, if you every want review to, helps. If you want to see this podcast continue, it's not a threat. That's right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's stone it's a cold facts. That's a request. Absolutely. Um, holy cow. Right. So, this has been an evening. Yeah. So, that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Christian Holcomb, I'm Todd Panic. For Casey Ryan, I'm Christian Holcomb. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic.
Stay uh, on his good side, Christian. He's the ultimate uh, power. You're not wrong. That's right. Yeah, there's four guys in Broken Lizard. I mean, five. <laughs> I know. I fixed it. I swear. Is it Andrea, Andrea, Andrea? And, it's Andrea because Andy. it is. It is Andrea. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Ass. 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 Oh, He's got an ass He's on his hand. <laughs> is he Harvey Weinstein? Uh, hey. Oh. He has these two bodyguards. Those chips are good. They're so good. <laughs> Damn it, Christian, for opening those. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just jump yeah. in, Christian. Yeah, yeah. Just say anything. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, this sounds right. okay. This sounds good. Loud. Okay, yep. But I don't know. I have some stuff well. Kind of like a certain guy in a red suit. What? Oh, no. <laughs> My ears are pretty sensitive. Okay. What can I say? Are you yeah. trying to tell us you're Daredevil? Yes. Is it a real doll? It, there was full completion, so. There was oh. full release. Oh, almost. Oh, fit almost. <laughs> oh, was he a big, fat, big, uh, big fat person? <laughs> so, Christian, Danny... Hates that voice. <laughs> Danny, I'm sorry. <laughs> that voice, it's from Silence of the Wait, have you seen you, Silence of the Lambs? No. I know. I would know. you be the goddamn Batman? I'm sorry. What did you do to your notes? Uh, a little bit of ink spell. It yeah, <laughs> happens. <Sorry>. But, uh, <laughs> Go ahead. You know, going up the time. You got really excited. Oh, no. And it, you know. It's glittery, too. Um, <laughs> did Danny just poison me? <laughs> Oh, God, is this how I die? This is how I die. Apple cider vinegar. Oh, yeah. Andrea is Phasm. Finehorn is... Finehorn is... Shit. No, stop, stop, stop. Give me just as bad as when we were trying to do large farva. I believe your gum is sticking into my side. Tone Loke scraping his tongue. Christian, have you ever seen Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? It's the movie that made Jim Carrey a superstar. It's, I have not seen You're not wrong. It's a wonderful movie, Pet Detective. You might be wrong in that. It's a movie. I think what really made him a superstar was the Truman Show. Showed he had some kind of... No. He had some oh, more talent. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying the Truman Show is not a good movie? Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm okay. Saying that's 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 not, how fucking dare you? He's a superstar yeah. well before Yeah, that. I mean, yeah. Showed he had and now depth, he okay? thinks he might become Jesus Christ. I'm okay with that. He's, he's a nice guy. Crazy. So... Where were the no? So that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast. <laughs> or we could do uh, so that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast. That's okay. not bad. That's, that's not bad. That that's going to the outtakes. Remember, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. Where were the other drugs going? Hello, <laughs> Governor. Where were the other drugs going? <laughs> representing Gotham, probably don't want to have a Cockney accent. All right. So then we're. Back into the real, back into modern, back into the actual time place of the film. That'll work. Uh, yeah. Was she the goddamn Batman? Uh, was she a great big uh, Batman? Cut all that out, Casey. Yeah.